been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 51, and the date is September 13th, 2021. This week, Gene and Dan are away, so I'll be taking over hosting duties. As you know, my name is Joey, and we're going to be doing a different kind of show today. No news, no Disney Plus info, but we do have a couple of really fun interviews by Gene featuring some, some fun Disney guests. So let me start by doing a shout out to our sponsor, Magical Travels by Brian. The Disney Underground is Proudly brought to you by Magical Travels by Brian. Contact Brian to help you book your next vacation. Magical Travels by Brian can help you not only book your Disney vacation, but much more. Brian can also help you book your Universal Studios vacation, all-inclusive Caribbean resorts, cruise, corporate travel, and he can also help you book your destination wedding, even Disney weddings. They're going to get you the best possible price on your trip, and that's a promise. And you know what the best part is? It is absolutely free. That's right. They're completely free. It's a no-brainer. doesn't cost a cent for any info. Reach out to Magical Travel by Brian. You can check them out on their website, www.magicaltravelbybrian.com. And you can reach them at email, brian at magicaltravel.com. And by phone, you can reach them at 1-800-883-1535, extension double nickel. Okay, so without further ado, let's kick it over to our first interview. All right, guys, that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five, and we're not going to really go into any magical fives. We're actually going to play a funny little game on this one. And we have Ooh. our old friends from the We Like Theme Parks podcast. You know, we always say that they're our brother podcast. They're our, they're our brothers from the north. Yeah, yeah. What's up, my man? What's up, yeah, Chris? Yeah. What's up, Jeter? It's always a pleasure to be here. I, you know, I always, I always love having you here, and I love doing your show. We're, uh, we, we, we've traded, we've traded shows every once in a while, and it's, yes. been, it's an awesome pleasure to have you back. You got to come back on. We miss you over there. I, you know what? Talking I, about I, the underground. Yeah, and I got to defend my my Disney Jeopardy title. Yeah. Oh my God, you murdered on that show. I got to defend my title. Let me tell you, fans who are listening to the Underground podcast, your own Gene came onto my show and cleaned house clean house and embarrass a bunch of other Disney nerds. I really I'm didn't. <laughs> I, I really didn't. I just happened to hit some of the big ticket items. That's really, that, that was, yeah. that's all I did was I just hit the, I hit a couple of thousands and everybody yeah, else yeah, had, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mark cleaned up on the two hundreds and four hundreds. I happened to get a couple of thousands that like, that's put me over the top, but whatever, man, you got the big fish and you, you won the big uh, title, man. You did it. It was very Alex Trebek from, from up above is nodding and smiling <laughs> at you right now. And uh, yeah, it was a great time man. I was really impressed and we got to have you back on. I, what do you I want to talk wait. about? What do you want to talk about on my show? You can come on. What do you want to talk we, about? Hats? Do you want to talk? About I want to. You know me. I'm a foodie, man. Let's talk some Disney food. Oh, I'd love that. Oh my goodness. We'll talk some Disney that. food. I just did a recording about Disney food. We took right, so the we top, top, our, our top three favorite Disney drinks. You know Disney what we could do? Universal drinks. Mm. Let's have an episode where we where, where we make fun of all the other Disney podcasts that we don't like. There it is. Let's that's be the let's, let's be Mean Girls. We mean that's off air stuff. Jeez. <laughs> I, I love a lot of Disney, other Disney podcasts. But. I do too. And you know what? It's a, it's a very inviting community, except for a handful, the 99.9% <laughs> yeah. 
That's the it. 99.9, the silent majority are excellent. Right. Um, and, but, and a lot of them aren't as nice as Giner. Giner's a super nice dude. And I've always said the same about Chris, man. The, you know, from day one, I think we fit it off. We talked a little bit of Yankee baseball, a little Blue Jay baseball, and, we, and we've been friends ever since. Honestly, I met Gene. We, we talked once and I was like, I love this dude. We're going to be dudes for a long time. So I don't know how that happened. You it know? was supposed to be a 15 minute phone call. We stayed on the, on the, it was supposed to be a 15 minute Zoom and we ended up staying on Zoom for like three hours. That's, that's bro time right there. There you go. That's legit bro time. Yep. But now today we're actually going to do something fun. You came up with the topic. You tell us, you, you explain the topic because you, I loved it when you told me you about it. Like, we're doing it. You tell well, it. Well, yeah. So Gina was like, Hey, why don't you, let's just, let's just, we're just, we're just going to talk today. This wasn't like a, Hey, let's, let's just yeah. record me. impromptu. He was like, Hey man, I just wanted to hang out. We haven't chatted in a bit. And he's like, you want to record something? And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, we'll just do a top five something. I'm like, oh, top five what he's like i don't know what do you what do you what do you got and i said okay how about this forget top five why don't we just say because if you're in a car you probably have four other spots so the top four person people you would bring camping but they got to be disney characters so you're bringing four disney characters with you camping today you could pick any disney characters from any friend you could do star wars marvel what have you oh see i didn't go i didn't even think of that i didn't even go marvel or star wars i i I guess i could have i just went disney characters. you can add one now if you want no i don't i love i got the four awesomest four four animated characters because if you didn't do star wars and you want to add a droid and maybe strap into the roof you, you know merry christmas you know don't need them. Don't, <laughs> don't need them. Okay. I'm telling you, I, you're gonna. I think you're gonna be really impressed with my four guys oh, that I'm bringing. Okay, I can't wait. So we'll, why don't we go back and forth, and we'll each talk about our, our crew. Okay. Where do you want to do your whole crew, and then I'll do my whole crew? No, let's go. Let's go man for man. Let's go man okay, for man. Like I'll go. And, and, and let me first start off by my four. They're not nobodies in the Disney okay. world. Yeah. It's not Disney world, pun in, not intended, but yeah, in the, the Disney, Disney universe. World. I get it. No, I got what you were saying. Yeah. They're not obscure, but they're not like, I didn't, I listen, I didn't go with, I didn't go with the obvious. I didn't go with Disney's princesses or princes. I didn't go with Mickey or any of the Fab Five. I went, Whoops. so I went a little different. I might have. Um, well, but I like that about you, Gene. You go deep on Disney. I did. So who, who wants to go first? Am I going to go first? You're going to go first. I'm kind of really excited to hear what you're going to say. So please, after you, so. All right. So the first one, and this is in no particular order of who I'd want to come in most. Sure. These are, these are just two I think would be perfect to have if I'm going camping. I wanted to be strategic about it. Who do you want to go camping with? You don't want to go with people that, that can't handle themselves out in the woods. Because I already know for myself, I can't handle myself out in the woods. So I needed to be people that are going to make it a lot easier for me to go camping. Four people that I know I don't have to really do much. I can kind of just chill. Yeah, great idea. First one I'm going to bring. Yeah. We're out in the wilderness, right? Who am I yeah, going to bring? Yeah. I want to bring Tarzan. And I'll tell you why I want to bring Tarzan. Because Tarzan has navigated ever since he was a baby through a jungle. He could definitely make it through like the wilderness in, in, the, in North America, if you can handle a jungle, he's not going to get lost. Yeah. He's going to be able to guide us through this jungle or through this, through this forest without any you're in the issues. Woods. You're in the woods. I don't know how, you know, strategic. the jungle translates. I think the woods are easier than the jungle. I don't know. He can, he, can he do the like snowboard or the, what is it? The skateboarding down like tree branches. Like he can do, and there's no vines in the but woods, that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's even a lot easier. He doesn't have to do that. He just has to navigate us through the woods. Okay. He can walk. He can use his like, yeah, feet. yeah, and he's gonna be able to say, you know what? He can track things because he's he's lived in the jungle. He can track things. He knows yeah. what signs of danger from other animals that we might not know. Then keep okay. us safe. So yeah. that's my first guy. I'm bringing. I'm bringing Tarzan to be our navigator in okay. the forest. I like this. I like how you're qualifying people based on need because I did the same thing. Oh, I was like, what do I want? Like, and then try to qualify it with like 
the person. But I, is it okay if I'm a little critical of some of your people? I'm I want you to no, listen. If, I, if you don't like it, don't be a fraud. I want no, you to no, tell no. Me. It's not that I don't like it. I'm just I'm, I'm concerned about your fun. Like I feel like great. You need someone that can handle the orienteering. I don't know how deep into the woods you're going, bro. But it sounds like you want to go deep if you're with the, the T man, yeah. right? Yeah. So he's he's we're going off the grid. Play. You're going off the okay. So we're going like, off the grid. Are you bringing a canoe? Are you portaging? Yeah, and I have a perfect person that's going to handle all that stuff for me. Oh, okay, say. okay. Oh, no, don't blow it. All right. So so Tarzan is. I don't know how much he knows the woods, but we we think that it translates via the jungle. My concern is that because you you said he like knows his stuff and he'd be like kind of on high alert, I would just be worried that he wouldn't be having a good like just be chilling. You know, like I'm trying to picture Tarzan around the fire at night, like having some drinks. You know, swapping stories. Like, what story is he going to swap? You know, he's not going to have some like real world like stories, or he's able to even hang because he's like nervous about the wildlife and he's always like like would he be a cool dude to just like chill with I, you know what i gotta be honest i think i might have underestimated the, the cool factor in my list <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, i think that's where i'm gonna lack is the cool factor because i don't think now i'm looking at this list i don't think any of them are really cool well i'll tell you what one of these guys are cool one of these guys are cool i'm concerned about your fun like i, I hear you i hear you I'm not about I'm, I, when I go, if I'm going to go camping, I yeah. want to kind of relax too. I don't, I don't need to go. I don't need to drink a lot. I don't need to go nuts. I kind of want to just kind of enjoy nature and relax. So I don't necessarily need someone that's going to be, you know, bouncing off the walls, so right. to speak. So I, okay. for, for me personally, I don't necessarily need that, but you are right. When I constructed my list, I didn't take fun into the factor. That's okay. That's okay. You listen. Maybe, you wait, maybe, maybe we could do, we, we've both planned our four. Maybe we could do at the end an impromptu fifth option Please. and wherever we lack that and maybe my fifth one okay. i'll think about as we go and i'll come up with my fifth one that might be my fun person okay that's totally fair and i'll, I'll mention like the guy on my podcast mark andrada on the we like theme parks podcast always says follow your heart and i think you did so be listen i might be critical and it's just for fun but like you know you got to back up your boys you got to you know you got to stand with your squad i hear you uh all right cool uh my number one guy and again i i'm feeling fun factor like the first thing i thought about was like I'm going to be in the woods. You're probably there for like, what, a few days? Like you're maybe there yeah. for like a weekend, a weekend maybe one yeah. night, like tops. A holiday weekend, so four nights. Okay, great. Yeah. Maybe you're sharing a tent. Like maybe not. I don't know. Doesn't know, you know, how close you are with these guys. Like, did you get like the big nine seater tent? You're just having a party in there. Like, I wanted somebody that I would feel comfortable with that would like be cool to just hang with and swap stories and be a little bit lazy face with. You know what I mean? Like you were talking about relaxing. Dude, I'm with you. And the person I want is Baloo. I feel mm. like Baloo would be so chill. Hey, big britches. He called me big britches because I'm large. <laughs> hey, big britches. What you want to throw over that fire, over that barbecue tonight? And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, Baloo. What, what do you think? Well, let me see what I got in this here. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what do we got left in the cooler? Hopefully I got some bare necessity. You know, like, I mean, I think he'd be so chill. He'd be like cracking me open drinks with his paw, like using his little, his like claw to like open up my drinks and like fire me brews. And I'd be like, yeah, cool. And I think he would find food in the woods. He'd be like, here, eat this, uh, you know? And he would, he like, knows, he knows the jungle. So he would know the forest. Yeah. So that's a bonus too. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a great pick. using your, your, uh, your theory. I like that. So I don't know. I just thought it would be cool to chill with Baloo. Like, wouldn't you want to like pal around with the swap stories with a guy like Baloo? Yeah, Baloo's fun. I'll give you that. I, I I'll give you that. Baloo is fun, and he's gonna know the jungle, so he'll know the forest. He'll know the he'll know nature. He's yeah. a bear too, so no one's messing with a bear, right? So you got that like the protection factor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I kind of like sings. that pick. And he sings, right? Like, I'm sure, and like, he'll sings. bust out, like, a, uke, a little ukulele and sing me sing us off. Right, right right, at the campfire. Yeah, I actually like that pick. I really can't think of anything negative to say. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> I can't. It's like I've uh, I picked the perfect person so far. A one for one. All right. That's yeah. great. Well, who's, the, who's the number two guy on your list, Gina? All right. So the next guy I'm going with, mm-hmm. again, I definitely underestimated the element of fun on this trip. But That's okay. I got to stick. I, listen, I got to stick with my trip. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I made my list. I got I to gotta line it. Yeah. So what do you need? You when you go camping, what is what do you have? A lot of gear, right? You have a lot of yeah. stuff you got to carry, the tent, sleeping bags, stuff to make fire, pans and stuff, you know, uh maybe some hunting equipment. Wow. And I thought who's the biggest gopher in Disney that I could think of? And I said, "Oh, Smee. Oh man. Now, he does bring a little entertainment factor. He's just going to be the guy. You know what Smee is? Smee is like the 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 guy that hangs out with the cool kids, but he's not really the cool kid. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. me. You know, he so Smee's going to be there you go. Smee's going to be there and he's going to basically be the one that's going to lug all like, like come on, move it. Smee, we're waiting for you. Like he's going to yeah. be the guy that's going to lug all our all our stuff, all our equipment. Yeah. And that's what I need him for. And I need him for that and a little comic relief. He could be like a little jester. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh and, and if he doesn't like it, well, at the end of the day, he's Smee, so he's going to have to deal with it um so so basically you're like okay if you're portaging so smee this little guy smee has got the canoe on his head yep and all your gear like yep. strapped to his shoulders and the canoe uh and on uh, and if worst case scenario if he can't fit it all well he's the one that's gonna have to go back to get it <laughs> because he couldn't get it in one trip it's not my fault he couldn't pack it all in one trip he'll go back to the car and get it you're so cruel man you gotta no, be, you're on a vacation with this guy he's he's well he wants to relax too yeah but that's why he's there yeah, fair enough. Okay. That's why he's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I think he would be the kind of guy to be like, I'm going to the cooler. Can I get anybody anything? You that, know? Right? Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the thing. And, Actually, and, when, and when he's walking to the cooler, I trip him so we could fall and we could all laugh. <laughs> you're the worst. That's the worst. And Smee is not going to have fun on this trip if you're like dogging him the whole time. Just, He'll, you know? He's Smee. He'll deal with it. I feel Smee's like. Smee's just happy to be there. Smee is, let's face it. Smee is more than happy to just be invited. <laughs> he got the invite. He's like, they really like me. That's 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 <laughs> that's it. Well, he should come over to my campfire where we're not so rude and mean and tripping people. But I, I feel like Smee would would just be kind of like, I feel like there's this repressed anger inside Smee. I'm so worried. Like I would hate <laughs> for him to build up. So I feel like, I feel like if you come from a safer space, uh, Gene, then maybe he'd be reciprocate even more. He would be, if you were just like, hey, Smee, can I get you a beer? He'd be like, oh, oh. he wouldn't know what to do with himself. Right. He'd be like, no, 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 no. I'll get you. In fact, I'll get you two beers. It's like, well, you, you know, know that's what? a good point. Come with me on my trips, me. We can hang out anytime. <laughs> yeah, I like that pick. I like that pick. And you know what? So I'll, I'll go with my number two. And it's actually not that far off from what you did. And this might be a controversial pick. So I'll, I'm going to try to tread lightly. Cinderella. Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. Okay. Uh, first of all, this isn't like a dude trip. This is just a bunch of friends. Okay. And Cinderella is a lovely young lady and she has a lot of experience cooking, cleaning, sewing, you know, I mean, it's, and that was just what happened uh, in her like French and her upbringing in the French countryside living in that farm while her dad was doing his things. And you know what? I feel like she would be really cool to have around my campfire because I feel like if anything broke, she could fix it. I think she would be helping really a lot with dishes. I think she would be help make some great food. She's so used to that stuff. But at the same time, she's friends with all the like woodland creatures mm. and all the, the rats and the birds and the horses. So they would come hang like, no, we would never get attacked by a beaver or a moose because Cinderella would be like, ha, 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 you know, yeah. I'd be like, we're friendly with them and that would be cool. And she just seems like she's like down for a good time. Like, I feel almost like, yo, Cinderella, you've worked a lot. Take a load off. Just chill with us. Have some drinks. 
I feel like she would just be cool to like blow off some steam. You know what I mean? And the entertainment oh. value because she can sing. Oh yeah, I mean she would just be cool to hang out with. I mean she could sing. Baloo can play the, the guitar. Youth, you know, uh, I can scat, skip it bow bow. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't scat actually. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I would try and I would. Feel <laughs> but uh, I think she would be super fun and super helpful around camp. And you know, like I think that's handy because um, I'm not handy. Like if I could do all those things really well, I would. But I think feel like Cinderella is the kind of person to be like, oh, let me help, and I would be like. Sweet. Also kind of Smee-like. So I think we're on the same wavelength. We're, like, we're just trying to pick people that are making our vacation as comfortable as possible. You know, and Chris, I got to I gotta agree with you. If if I could do all those things myself too, I wouldn't have gotten married. So I get what you're saying. <laughs> shame, shame. Shouts to- shouts You're to in a partnership, Gene. It's a partnership. You know. You're right. I'm just joking. Yeah. I have a pilot now, waiting for me downstairs, by the way. I'll, I'll give Cinderella a run for her money. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now my third. You know what? You're, you're out in the wilderness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to eat, right? Yeah, yes. You need you need someone that's going to go get that food, right? Yes. Yep. Who was one of the best hunters in Disney? It's Gaston, right? All those trophies? Yeah. All those trophies? So I don't, I don't even have to worry about foraging for food because I know that guy is going to go out there. Yeah. And he's going to get us everything. If we, whatever we want, venison, yeah, whatever yeah. I want, he's going to go out. He's going to get that. He's going to get that food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I guessed on for that reason. Again, I didn't go fun factor. He's not going to be, he's going to be the guy that you're like, by the end of like just guy with his stories already, like enough of the stories. I didn't go fun factor. Gene, let me tell you about the third time that I killed this elk in the woods, (laughs) you know? It's it's uh-huh. we, we all have these people that the number tell us all about their war stories and all these great stories they have and it's like yeah. it's probably it's probably not even half that good but I get you know it what? you know what it's probably going to be it's probably going to be him lamenting losing Bell he's just going to be like maybe he's just like oh, I'm, he's finally with his bros in the woods so he can yeah. like show his his like sensitive side and be like I just I don't read that many books and like I tried to to shoot things for her you know look at all the antlers I collected she doesn't love me you know you might have it might be like you might be that shoulder to cry on I hear you but then I'd have to say Gaston that's great but let's talk about it a little bit go grab us something to eat first and then we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll you could you could cry on my shoulder L- listen come back bring the food back yeah uh, and, and I'll talk to you about what we're gonna do with it's the preparing of it soon but Go there, do that, and then yeah, I'll listen to you. But by then, I'm hoping like he kind of forgets that I offered that. Yeah, yeah. And we don't have to talk about that stuff. I love it. I but love he's gonna it. go. He's gonna go get me my food though. He's gonna go out and get whatever we want to eat in the forest. He's gonna go get because he's he's a heck of a hunter. He might be the best hunter in Disney. Yeah, and you know I gotta say, dude, I'm on the same wavelength with my number three. I was thinking about my tum tums, and I need the yum yums. And I was thinking about okay, not someone who's a hunter. I do like that. Great idea. But who else would be a Disney character that is a closet cook that is always making you Mondo snacks? It's Kronk, baby. I would want Kronk on my trip. First of all, it's Kronk. Hey, Mondo, are you hungry for some couscous? You know what I mean? He would be the best. And I think he would be making snacks and like they would be very delicata snacks, like very fancy for camping. So we'd be kind of be glamping if I'm with Kronk. I can see that. I could see that. I think, I think Kronk would be helpful around camp. I think he, and also maybe there is, you know, because you know he's in the, what is it? The chipmunk uh, squad? Yeah, he gets speakers. Yeah, he can talk to chipmunks. That's true. Again, and so does Cinderella. So I think they have something in common. Hey, maybe the two hit it off. I'm about to say, you might be matchmaker right there. Yeah, he's kind of dashing. He's got that like that chin, right? That which is yeah. very like Prince Charming. So you know, maybe they they hit it off, and then that'd be nice. But you know, I think that they they've got, he, he's got a story to tell, and he really wants to just hang out and, and be friends. And he's gonna have some delicious like hors d'oeuvres that he has like 
very delicately made at home and protected all the way on route and had and very delicately had in many, many, many coolers that he's brought in. And like every hour or so, like a new plate comes out and it's just like, Mm, chef's kiss that's like my prompt. yeah i like my- it i like it but here's the thing you can't let him wander too far from camp though because he's not the brightest guy fair. i feel like he'd get lost you gotta well, keep your eye on this guy fair enough well baloo knows his way around the woods so baloo could be like baloo's gonna have to babysit him a little bit hey cronk britches get on over here <laughs> give me some more of those couscous pies I like it. I like oh, you like all my impressions today that aren't very good. They're not spot on, but they're still funny voices. To, <laughs> so they're fine. They're fine. You know, um, I challenge you to jump in with a with a voice. Thank you. I don't. I, I'm not good at the voices. See, every every time I do my bad ones and I like self deprecate, and someone's like, "Actually, they are kind of trash." I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> I'll give a trash one too." You don't hear you, your trash chance. You know who's yeah. good at voices? Ooh. Shout out to Dan. Dan does excellent oh, voices. Yeah? Did you ever like, hear him do suck Dr. Stephen Brule? No, I've heard him hi ho a thousand times. He hi hoes a lot, yeah. but do you know who Dr. Stephen Brule is? The John C. Riley character. John, C- uh, I know. Plays, John C. It's a show he has where it's called Check It Out with Dr. Stephen Brule. It looks like something like from like public access from the eighties. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like that's how it's it's like filmed like that. So it looks like VHS with the trackings off. If he can do John C. Riley, he can do Wreck It Ralph, then, right? Probably. Just saying. Well, though he does John C. Riley as uh, Dr. Stephen Brule. I, I, I'll tell you this: when we get finished here. Go Google John. Uh, go Google Doctor Stephen Brule. Okay, will laugh your your butt off. Okay, number one, number two, he yeah. does it so good that if you close your eyes and you listen to him do it and you listen to John C. Riley do it, you won't be able to tell who's who. No way. He okay. does, he's that spot on. You know what? I'd be happy to laugh my butt off because my butt's big and it doesn't. <laughs> So <laughs> go away, but uh, all, right. all right, let's get on over to you. Number four, my number four. And I actually just thought of my number five for fun. So I okay. got, we'll, we'll bring him after though. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but number four in kind of, kind of what you were thinking on the same way like, to the point where when you described who you were going to pick, I thought you were going to pick my guy. Okay. Um, and this guy's going to be perfect because he can work in conjunction with Gaston. He could tell Gaston, this is what we need you to go out and get. Bring oh. this back. Cause I'm going to have the perfect recipe to cook that. It's Remy oh. from Ratatouille. What a great idea. He's going to, A, he's not a big guy, so we don't have to worry about really him taking up a lot of room, right? He's just a little, a, a little mouse. He's yeah, not going to yeah, take yeah. up a lot of room. Mm-hmm. And he's going to, cook, if he can cook in a five-star restaurant, he yeah. can handle He can handle the woods. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Remember that scene when he like eats garbage and then other garbage and it makes different flavors? Yeah. You know, I can see him in the woods like like acorn and uh, yeah. elderberry. <laughs> oh, an explosion of flavor. And he's like making some crazy stuff. You got Gaston going out and getting all protein. Right? He's getting the meat. What Remy's going to do before he's ready to cook it, he's going to go out and forage for little herbs and spices in, in the forest. And then yeah. he's going to bring it back. And then he's going to work with Gaston, what, what Gaston brings back. And he's going to make us some, some just scrumptious, scrumptious yeah. campfire eats. Yeah, I don't think Remy's going to get those, collect the stuff. I think he's going to implore Smee or to get. Yeah, oh, of course, because that's what Smee's here for anyway. He's, he's an the, executive chef. Executive yeah. chefs don't go get that's stuff. A, that's a great point. And that's what Smee's here for. Smee's here to like get whatever we need. Would you like some more, you know, uh, chives? <laughs> you know, to, again, bad impressions. bad impressions today. Hey. Nah, they're fine. Nah, we like theme parks. If you got, uh, uh, what's up at WeLikeThemeParks.com if you have better impressions than me. <laughs> hit us up. Uh, okay, that's a great one. Like, because you just took your food game and you like exponentially made it way better. So now who's glamping? 
You are Gina. I'm telling you, I, and I, I strategically picked everyone. We got Tarzan, the Navigator. Let's do a quick rundown before before I get into my fifth, and before you, you'll do yours, and then do a rundown too. But okay. Tarzan's my Navigator. He's gonna like weave, weave us through the jungle and the forest wherever we're at. Smee's yeah. gonna be the guy that's gonna lug everything for us. He's gonna just do all the work and stuff that you know when we want to relax. We got yeah. Gaston's gonna go out and get us our meat. Yeah, Remy, he's gonna sit back and he's going to be able to wait for that stuff to come in, and he's gonna make he's gonna make the he's gonna make the meals this is again. Great. I, I lack the fun so far, but I think you'll like my fifth when we get to my fifth about the fun because okay. this is a guy that can definitely have some fun. But okay. let's get to your well, fourth. Yeah, my number four. So my number four, you're gonna you're gonna be like you're gonna roll your eyes and be like, oh, you're such a homer. <laughs> Maybe I am, but whatever. I have a podcast, you know. Wait, can I, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah, only because you're the only person that I know that loves this movie. Is Home okay. on the Range at all represented in this in this list? Oh, it's not, but I love that movie, guys. You, do. If you haven't checked out Home on the Range. It is great. It like look, it's not like Moana. Okay, it's only even got a couple of songs, but those songs are by the legend himself. Who's the guy? Is that it Megan? Yeah, Megan. Yeah, the ultimate brain fart on your show. Thank God it wasn't on mine. Uh, Alan Menken made these songs, and that Yodel song is amazing. It should be one of the best Disney songs ever. And Randy Quaid, who's like crazy in real life, yeah, Randy this Quaid crazy yodeling like bandit is sensational. It's a, it's a hey, we're on the Disney Underground show. That is like an underground song. It's mwah. I've chef's kissed a couple times already on your pod today. You can yodel little little little. Great jam. Check it out. And get, by the I, way, do you hear me yodel on the show? You I'm actually can all the stuff. You, you, you've yodeled. You've uh, you've done a ton of impressions. Ah, bad impressions. Bad impressions. <laughs> I'm not an impression guy. I try to be. Because you know what? I do a show with Mark Andrade. Mark Andrade is a real comedian. And so I like, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to, here, watch. I'm going to throw an impression at him. And they're always trash. And he's just, <laughs> ah, that's trash. And I'm like, but then you do yours, Mr. Professional Comedian. And then he doesn't do any. What's what's up with that? Anyway, now I'm just complaining on your show. Here's my uh, number four. <laughs> always have a seat on, you can always have a seat on the couch and complain. I'm here, man. Uh, I'm here to listen. But have you watched Home on the Range real quick? Um, I've seen it once when it first came out when my yeah. kids were little. I don't even know if I watched the whole thing. I didn't like it. I'm sorry, dude. That's you okay. know what else? You know where else we don't see eye to eye on either? Tron. That- I can't get into Tron. Well, let's bridge that concept because <laughs> guess who's coming to my camping trip? Not Tron. Okay. But Kevin Flynn is going to be, and I want, I don't want real world Kevin Flynn. I want in the uh, grid uh, Kevin Flynn. And this is why. First, it's Jeff Bridges, right? In his Tron okay. Jeff Bridges is, first of all, cool as hell, right? Yeah. Uh, who, like, just in real life, you wouldn't want to hang out with Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is amazing. He's like, just such, he's, I mean, he's the big Lebowski. Yeah. It's the, the dude abides. You know what I mean? He's just a cool guy. And he's in his Tron stuff. So here's the thing. I'm a little scared of the dark. And now I've got this like bright, shiny person that can walk around with me. So it'll never be dark. Like we've all gone camping and the bathroom is down some scary path mm-hmm. you know, far away from the campsite. And, you know, you, you bring your little, like your little lights, your like flashlight, and you're like cruising through. But sometimes that flashlight just isn't enough. Now I got like a Tron guy there, like this bright, shiny blue dude that can take me places. And he's cool, like super cool. I like that guy. And I'll plus bonus. We can chuck a Frisbee around. He's got his Disney, his sorry, his Tron disc on his back. You know, we can throw a little disc, you know, at nighttime, nighttime disc. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have to worry about the dark at that point. Yeah. I just fired over Kev. You know, you got a bundle zing. Oh man. This, this, this is becoming a party over at my campfire. Uh, you know, you definitely, you have, you have the fun. You definitely have the fun campsite. You definitely mm-hmm. do. Uh, I'll tell you what's even worse than the flashlight not being enough to get down that little path yeah. is that even if it's not enough to be going down that path and then the flashlight going out and now it's complete darkness. 
Oh, right. That's right. what and, that's what nightmares are made of. And it, it depends on how hardcore a camper you are. Can I jump into a camp story real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Because some people go car camping, right? Like you drive your car into a spot, you dump the tent out. And then usually like a bathroom, like a proper bathroom with bathroom facilities. It's like walkable. It's a five minute walk. It's a 10 minute walk, whatever. Or it's closer. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like if you do the, the canoeing thing, and I do kind of a hybrid canoeing thing. Like I don't like to carry a canoe. Like I don't like to carry things in general, but I'll throw all my stuff in a canoe and paddle out to a site and then just pull up on the site on a beach, like a private beach. And I'll chill there. I've done that a few times, like a lot of times actually with some friends and fam. And uh, if I was doing that, now you get like that little box in the woods, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which isn't the, everyone's favorite, but it doesn't bother me because look, I'm roughing it and I'm a rough and tumble kind of guy, obviously. Uh, so if we were doing that, that's where Tron or, or Kevin Flynn would be critical. Yeah. There's no lights out there. There's no roads. There's no pathways. It's just like literally scary path in the woods that leads to a box where you do your business. So Kev, bring your, bring your disc or, or, or at least let me borrow the disc so I can find <laughs> it. It'd be better if he just came and we hung out. And the disc could also be used as a little bit of a weapon. If you really, if, if, if someone comes out of the, out of the shadows. Just True that- story. True story. I've been on one of those like camping trips and sat on one of those boxes and saw a moose, like had a moose, like my pants are around my ankles and there's a moose, not, but like 30 feet away from me, just straight up. Like, and you were about them charging, right? Don't they charge? Yeah. I didn't move. I just sat like perfectly still on this box and just like, like as if it was like a dinosaur, if you don't move, it won't see you. Yeah. 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 I was just, (laughs) and it just, it just walked away. And I was like, (laughs) <laughs> they're probably beautiful animals up close, but you got to worry about because they're huge. Moose, moose oh are God. huge. All right. So my number five, and like, you know, you pointed this out. This is why I just said, hey, let's like, let's call an audible. Let's add sure. a fifth one because I realized you're right. I have zero fun on this trip. I, listen, <laughs> I, I'm covered in all like aspects of safety oh and God. food and, and grunt work, right? Like I have someone's going to carry my stuff. I got someone's going to like navigate us. I got someone mm-hmm. that's going to hunt the, for the food. I have someone's going to cook for the food, but you're right. No entertainment whatsoever. So with, with this, I started thinking, what can I do? Because I got I to gotta bring someone that's going to be really just fun to hang out with. That's funny, mm-hmm. that entertaining, mm-hmm. and and can help in other ways too. Like you know, what better to, what better to do when you're roughing it than to bring a what a genie? Oh, I bring the genie because you know what? He's gonna make you laugh. He's what do you need? You, poof. What do you need? Poof. What do you, what do you need? There, there you go. <laughs> what do you need? Poof. And that's what I'm saying. So really, if Smee gets to the point where he's gonna be too annoying, genie, shut up, Smee. I got a genie right here that can help. But you, know, you only got three cracks with that with that genie, man. If Gaston has a bad hunting trip. Say he had as an off day. I got the genie. To, hey, we wish for some so, some moose that was about to attack Chris. That now we're gonna have in a skillet. I mean, he's he could he could pay so many payoffs in so many ways besides entertainment. We got yeah. three wishes. This, yeah, I would I would be like, um, I want an all you can eat buffet right here by my campsite. Poof, what do you need? You know? Yeah, but well, they don't even need that because I got Remy though. So I don't need that necessarily. I need him to just hang out and be cool. Maybe, you know, if it's going to rain, I could have him wish the rain away. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know, if, if we have a problem, maybe the firewood is wet and damp. Hey, dry the firewood. I wish the firewood was dry so we could get the firewood going. Do you think you could Aladdin him and kind of like trick him into doing these things without burning wishes? You know, Aladdin did that in the first movie. Yeah. He's like, well, you probably can't get us out of this cavern anyway. He's like, well, watch this. Poof. That was your first wish. No, it wasn't. I didn't say I wish. I could say something along the lines of like, you know, it really stinks. It's raining. Don't you wish? Don't you wish it was dry? Yeah. Don't you wish? Yeah. Don't you wish it was dry? Him say yes, yeah. I do. Well, then what? Then do it. You were wishing it, and then he does it. Boom. That right there. Don't you I wish it wasn't raining? 
Yeah. It's like, oh, you just used up one of your missions. You're like, no, you didn't. No, nope. you wished it. You wished it. So, yep. There you and go. then he gets angry and he's kind of upset with you for like 10 minutes, but then he realizes, oh, this is much better with this dry work. That's what I'm saying. And he's <laughs> a genie. He's not going to, he can't stay mad. He can't. Fair, fair, fair. Okay. Well, that, that really rounded out your squad. That's pretty good. Um, okay. My audible, like last minute edition. I'm just going pure fun because I think I've taken care of, like, we got food. Yeah. Uh, I got entertainment. I got a little bit of entertainment. I got someone that's helping like just around the camp, which I appreciate. So let's just get fun. You know who would be a kind of fun and would just like be a pal would be uh, Vanellope Von Schweetz. I feel like she's like a little like. Um, she's a firecracker. She's a firecracker and she's fun. Like I, she would be pulling pranks at the, at yep. the campsite. Like I'd sit on a whoopee cushion or something or, you know, uh, I would eat my burger and there'd be no meat in it. I'd be like, what? And she'd be like, ah. A bondo and you know it'd be on her forehead or it's sticking in her nose or something like that like i think she'd just be a blast to hang out with and she's also friends with cinderella because you know princess squad and yeah. so I, I just think yeah it would be a cool group to hang maybe she's brought some candy i don't know she's like if he brings her candy car just nibble on that a little bit yeah you you're right. you have dessert right there yeah oh well, he's got to be some marshmallow on that bad boy i think like a whole tire of marshmallow yeah like oh no we didn't Bring the oh, we forgot the marshmallows. She's like, Oh, you come on here, take a tire. There's another batter version, and uh, yeah, we could just like eat a whole tire, it'd be really cool. That's that's my that's my number five, Vanellope von Schweetz. I like it, yeah. She and she'd be the type two trips me too. She would have no problem tripping me. Oh man, she'd be all over that. Maybe I don't think it's I think she would laugh. I think it's being, I think it's being, I think it's being a prankster. I don't think it's cruel. We did invite him after all, we didn't have to invite the man. Wow. Yeah. It's it's like speed. Speed. You want to hang out with the cool kids? You want to hang out with me and and Remy and Gaston and Tarzan? Those are the, that's the cool kids. You want to hang out? Right. But if you were like, hey, you want to come hang out with the cool kids where we boss you around and I trip you and stuff, you might be like, well, maybe I'll stay home. No, I think as soon as you say you want to hang out with the cool kids and he doesn't even hear the end, he heard the cool kids and he's in. Yeah. Hey, do you want to go camping? Yes, I do. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. It's, he's, yeah, he's the guy that misses the small print. Yeah. <laughs> I, I miss it a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a squad. So this is uh, Bondo's and Giner's top five Disney peeps that we would take on a camping adventure. Uh, hit us up on both of our podcasts. If you have some ideas for other people that either we should have brought on our trips or maybe a squad. What's your squad? Yeah, uh, that's a good idea. I want to hear it. And uh, is there somebody we missed? I'm sure there's like a couple no-brainers out there. There's definitely some that, you know, I mean, you could have went um, Rescuers McLeach. Rescuers Down Under. McLeach for Hunter. Yeah. He's a I don't know if hunter. I want hunted foods. Like, I got a cooler full of, like, dogs and birds. I don't know if I need venison. But you're fancy like that. And I admire uh, that. But, yeah, but I, but I think Gaston, I think I think Gaston would have been fun. McLeach is so mean. Yeah. Gaston is, isn't necessarily mean. Well, he can be mean. He's more of just, like, douchey, right? Yeah. But he can hunt. What about the chef from like uh, Little Mermaid? Like, was only maybe just have a guy that's strictly just your chef. Yeah. He's not even one of your friends. He's just there to cook for you the whole time. That's not a bad idea too. Like, that no, feels but, very glampy. But you know, again, yeah. Remy fits the bill, I think, because Remy is just as good of a cook, and he yeah. takes up a lot less space. That of the chef was a pretty, you know. Listen, I'm a big guy. He's pretty rotund, like like myself. So I, I don't, I don't need someone else taking up a lot of space. Fair of that, but I think Remy's a cool guy, right? I would want to, even though he can't speak like people you know english or he speaks rat but i feel like he's a cool dude and i want to hang with him i wouldn't want him to be stuck in the kitchen the whole time whereas you know if you brought the sh- just a straight up chef they could just be straight up cooking and you wouldn't yeah, have to like you got a point you know you wouldn't even talk to them or anything you'd just be like is there is the food ready yet where's the and yeah. if i find he's talking out to if he's talking to one of the other guests i could say stop talking to the guests you're the help that's right you, you, yeah yeah exactly like 
you're here for work. Anyway. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, yeah. Well, guys, this was a lot of fun. Hey, Gina, thanks for having me on the show. I, I appreciate having you on the show. You know, you're always welcome. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, uh, yeah you know what? Before you get out of here, please remind everybody again where to find We Like Theme Parks and everything else you guys got. Well, let me tell you about this great little podcast that'll uh, make you smile. Uh, it's the We Like Theme Parks podcast. We don't just talk Disney. We talk about Universal, too. It's kind of a, like 1A and 1B. Is Universal and Disney mostly, mm. mostly Disney-ish. And uh we just do fun stuff. We do, we do a lot of kind of some of the things that uh, Jeter does. You know, we just, we have, we editorialize news that's going on at Disney, but it's always fun. We play silly trivia games, make them ups. We armchair Imagineer and come up with new attraction ideas and concepts. And we have some like ridiculous guests. Our guests are pretty ridiculous. Like don't expect, you know, uh, don't expect the uh, uh, Joe Rody on our show. You're going to have like, uh, like the hot dog guy, the Disney hot dog guy. You're going to have somebody great. Or uh, WDW bathrooms, you know. I love that. I love her too. Oh, Gabrielle is the best. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's that's us. Check us out. Uh, we like theme parks. Uh, you can get us anywhere that you can get your podcast. Just, yeah, if you're listening to Gina, listen to us too. And if, if you're checking us out from our show, be sure to, to hang with the Disney Underground. These guys are great. I love their contact and I love Gina. Thank you so much, my man. And I always say the same thing. If you love our show, you're going to love their show too. Like I, you're, We always say you're, you're, our show is your our podcasts are best friends. Yeah, it's like they met at camp and really yep. headed off, and then they stayed friends after camp. You know exactly, I mean? that's how I always like to put it. You know, our mm. our fr- our podcasts are our best friend podcast, best friends. Yeah, and, uh, and listen, I love I love listening to you guys. I love I love working with you guys. We're gonna do it a lot more. You got uh, it. And, and we're definitely gonna be coming up with some new stuff too. I think we 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 recently talking about doing some future collaborations, some fun stuff to bring to everybody. That'll be great. And please do me a favor too. Also. Please say hello to to Ms. Churro Fund and to Mark. Absolutely. And uh, give them our love. And, and on, uh, on the flip-flop, I got to tell you, can I say something on the on the show here really quickly? I well, really edit it if you can't, but you might as well just say it. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I, like Dan and Steph, who, who are lovely and amazing on your show, Yes, they very kindly sent me the Jungle Cruise game because I couldn't get it. And I was like, wow, you guys are amazing. And Steph said that she couldn't get wine gums where she lives. So I sent her a bunch of wine gums in the mail, and I just got them back. Oh, no. It. What's wine gums? Exactly. See, what is it? <laughs> it's like a, it's like a gummy candy thing that tastes like, like wine. Not really, but they're called wine gums. But anyway, she's like, oh, I, oh, I love them. You can get them. I can't. So I went to the store and I bought some and I sent them to her house in Minnesota and I've moved. And my neighbors, I got a call from my old condo being like, there's a package here. And I'm like, what is it? And then I had one of my friends who still lives in the building go look. And they're like, it's a bunch of wine gums. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so they went all the way to the USA and came all the way back. And uh, yeah, I just want to say, I'm, I'm going to probably eat these wine gum stuff. And I'm going to think of you. And I just wanted to say, uh, thanks so much for that Jungle Cruise game. I tried. I tried to send you something. Can I send you something else? Let me know what you need. I'm, I'll, you relay, need White North? I'll, sp- I'll be seeing them tomorrow. So I will definitely relay the message. And I will let them know that you tried to send them wine gums. Yeah. And I'll ask her to explain what wine gums are to me so I can have her say it. <laughs> I should but, probably just reach out myself. But anyway, yeah. But um, but yeah, I'll no, I'll, I'll speak to you tomorrow. And um yeah, I'm sure I, listen, they they are tremendous people. As great as they are on the air, they're even better off the air because we all play a role off the air. And if one of us comes up short, we can't do something. We have a hectic, you know, personal life at one point. We can't ever somebody always kind of chips in and helps. And so that's what we're blessed. And uh and again, and we're also blessed to be friends with we like theme parks. 
always great to hang out and definitely love your podcast. It's awesome. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, appreciate coming on. Thanks so much. Thank you for jumping here and, and joining us. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon, bro. Yeah, let's go camping. <laughs> we got to bring our five, right? And then we'll play basketball after. Oh, amazing. Okay. My man. I'll be in touch, bro. Okay. Bye. Okay, so we're back with another edition of The Most Magical Five, and joining us this week is that crazy Disney lady from YouTube and from Instagram. Tanya, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. We're so excited to have you. I love the YouTube channel. You definitely are that crazy Disney lady, so uh, <laughs> we, we definitely appreciate you. And Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I told you up there, too, I was like, you know, uh, Big Fat Panda is the one who put me on to your, to your podcast, I'm um, sorry, your YouTube channel a, a while ago, and I basically have, I've been a fan ever since. So I do love it. And um, just a pleasure to have you on right now. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And thanks to John, Big Fat Panda. I appreciate him putting out some good fills for me. I appreciate that. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. So yeah, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about the YouTube before we get into your most magical five. Tell us a little about the YouTube. Well, the funny thing is like, if you were to ask anybody in my family, who's most likely to have a YouTube channel out of the five of us in this house? I would probably be at the bottom of the list. I'm the least technical person, but my passion comes from people and I love to talk. So um, I'm, I may not know all the technical things when it comes to like having a YouTube channel, but I can definitely, a friend of mine said, Tanya, you could talk a dog off of a meat truck. <laughs> <laughs> but I just enjoy people. I love people's stories and I've always had a passion for people and then mix that in with my love for Disney. And it kind of just happened by accident. I never, I never, uh, even dreamed that I would be on YouTube or Instagram. I was, you know, comfortable being on Facebook with my own little page and sharing things with my family and friends back in Kentucky, which is where I'm from originally. And uh, my daughter happened to get accepted into the Disney College program when she was at University of Kentucky. And we all moved. So we all live here in Orlando now. Excellent. Just about 30, like 13 minutes from Magic Kingdom. And I used to go live on my Facebook page uh, just for my friends and family back home. And I don't know, one thing led to another. And here we are on YouTube. And I've been doing it for about two and a half years. And it's actually the greatest thing that's ever happened outside of like my children being born. And I just love it. Getting to meet people, sharing our love for Disney with all just people all around the world. I've, I've met so many people through it and I just love it. And just like I was, I just met you and heard your story and, you know, I, I love stuff like that. So that's how it all got started. That's awesome. I, yeah. And again, you have very, such a, such a fun, it's just fun, fun content on your YouTube. So whoever hasn't checked it out, please check it out. That crazy Disney lady on, on YouTube. How often do you get to the parks? I usually go to the parks every day if I can. That's the dream, right? Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I don't go over there and do like a, a rope drop to park closing kind of day, but I do try to make it to a park daily. You know, why not? I live right here. It's kind of like my, my backyard, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and my daughter works there. So that I like to go over and be nosy and see what she's up to. <laughs> uh, but you know, my friends and I, we, we go over and, you know, we might just hop over to Epcot and ride Soren and have a snack and then head home. It's just, you know, like a, a fun thing to do. So that's awesome. We man. really enjoy it. But I don't I don't do YouTube stuff every single day. I usually do uh, just a couple of days a week. Um, but yeah, I enjoy going to the parks. Great. So and that's what we're going to talk about today is Magic Kingdom dining, your top five, your most magical five Magic Kingdom dining options, right? 
Oh boy, that's going to be difficult because I like a lot of them. Well, let's let's start with number five. What's your number five? Okay, to be quite honest, let me just say, I think Magic Kingdom kind of needs to step up their food game because Agreed. it's the biggest park and the most people go there. But number five would probably have to go to Tony's. Okay, Tony's Town Square. Yep. What is it that you like about Tony's? So I love the movie uh, that it's based on, Lady in the Tramp. It's a romantic atmosphere. And who doesn't love Italian food? That's true. I usually get, when I go there, I normally order the chicken parm. I don't go there often, but if I do, that's usually like my go-to meal. But I just love the atmosphere. I, I feel like it's a... It's a cool vibe. It does have a really good vibe. So what is your number four? It's probably going to go to Be Our Guest. And Be Our Guest, I know, is probably a lot of people's number one. But Be Our Guest, for me, I'm not loving the food there, but I'm loving the atmosphere. You really you really feel immersed into the whole Beauty and the Beast theme, sitting in the grand ballroom, um, the, you know, seeing that window that, you know, that the uh, snow, the snow, yeah, uh, the beast coming through. Um, I don't know. I just really like the atmosphere. But personally, I haven't always enjoyed the food there. I, I'll, I'll give you that. I feel like sometimes it's hit or miss sometimes. I, I agree. The service is always spectacular. Always. The, the theming is one of the best themed restaurants in all of Disney. But Dessert right. is good. Dessert is good. But you're right. Uh, the, um, the food is sometimes a little, eh, like, you know, you expected it to be a, a little higher end food. But I do have to say when I'm there, I really enjoy the filet has always tend to be my favorite as far as the options that they have right now. And they do have an amazing charcuterie board there as well. They do. That is true. That is true. That would be my number four. All right. So number three. Ooh, you know what? I think for number three, let's go to a quick service because I really love Pecos Bill. That's hey. a place I tend to go to a lot when I'm there. If I don't have a dining reservation, um, I'll hop over to Pecos Bill. I tend to grab the, the beef nachos. Very good. But it's it's a good quick service. If you like Mexican style food, can't go wrong with with Pecos Bill. So I, I'll put that in for my number three. And I feel like as far, as far as if you want to get a little bit, you know, if you don't want to spend a ton of money, I feel like it's a very fair priced um, quick service as well. It is. And, you know, sometimes I'll just go for the kids meal if I'm not like super hungry and you mm-hmm. still get tons of food. Yeah. Because you they allow you to do like a rice and beans for your side with your beef nachos. And it's plenty of food. It and it's like is. seven bucks. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great it's a great option as far as um the, the the value of it. Yeah, I agree. So number two. Oh, number two. I am going to have to go with Liberty Tree Tavern for my number two. Okay, what do you like to get over there? Well, it's a family style buffet, kind of. You know, you don't you don't go up to a buffet, but they mm-hmm. bring it to the table in in a family style, and you can have. Um, all you care to enjoy is how they like to think to uh, phrase it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, they have, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, 365 days a year. So that's awesome too. Yeah, it's always yeah. good. The salad's delicious. The pot roast is so good. They serve some mac and cheese. My daughter loves their mac and cheese. It's so good. And then let's not even talk about that. What is it? The ooey gooey toffee cake for dessert? Is that what it is? I think it is. I think it's ooey gooey. I I think that's the name of it, but it's so good. Yep. Delicious. All right. So your number one most magical Magic Kingdom dining experience. Okay. I have to say that this is a hard choice. Like 
whenever you asked me to put my top five, there's a lot of things over there that I like. Mm-hmm. I was like trying to go through like all the places and I don't want to leave out Crystal Palace. I don't want to leave out Cinderella's Royal Table, but I also am trying to stay true to the game as far as the places I frequent the most and the things that I enjoy. So I might be going like off the rail here, but my number one is going to be Skipper Canteen. Everybody loves Skipper Canteen. I love the Skipper Canteen. Everybody loves it. It's so good. Yes. So I always start off with their delicious white sangria. So good. And um, oh my goodness, they have like this bread that they serve. It's like a cheesy bread that you can get. It's not on the menu, but the waiter will normally tell you about it. And I I always order that. It's like a little cheesy bread. And then have you ever had the pasta? It's like a, a little spicy chicken pasta. I don't know the actual name to it. I don't think but that's I have. like one of my favorite dishes that they serve. It's so good. But yeah, very Skipper cool. Canteen is the place that I tend to go to the most often. I love it there. Nice. Very good. Very it's a very I love that that most magical Magic Kingdom dining five. Very yep. good stuff. Good well, stuff. I, I want to say, Tanya, thank you so much for joining us today and, uh, and tell everybody again where they can find the YouTube. So I'm on YouTube and Instagram, that crazy Disney lady. Yeah, just come on over and join us. I usually go live in the parks on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Join the chat and walk around the parks with me. We have a lot of fun. My best friend Robin and I usually are teamed up during the live streams and we park hop, we eat, we shop, we have a blast. So awesome guys, check it out. You definitely are going to love the channel. That crazy Disney lady on YouTube. It's a ton of fun. Uh, you can see why they call her that crazy Disney lady and per- you know, right then and there, it is a great, it's a great view and uh, she's always bringing fun to YouTube. So check it out guys. Uh, Tanya, thank you so much. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate you having me. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Eric. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Excellent, man. We're, g- we're so glad to have you on. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before you give us that most magical? Well, like you said, my name's Eric. Um, I'm a stage manager. I work in live theater. Uh, I live in Southern California, and I absolutely love Disneyland and Disney World. <laughs> I'm a big Walt Disney fan myself, too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's us, man. That's, that's you know, we, can, we get that. We relate, you know? <laughs> So yeah, there's the fans of the movies and Disney in general. Then there's fans of parks and there's fans of Walt Disney too. I'm, I'm a little bit of everything, but I think mainly I'm a fan of Walt Disney. I am too. He might be the most innovative person to ever walk the face of the earth or at least the United States. And he's, um, he's, he's the most inspirational person for me, for sure. He's, he did a lot of great work. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sharing a brain with you, man. I, I, I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> so you're going to give us your most magical five Disney Hollywood Studios rides slash attractions, right? Okay. Yes. All right, cool. Let's get into it. What's your number five? Okay. Number five, I'm going to say the Muppets 3D. They might not be in everyone's top five, but I love Muppets. I think that's a great show. Um, I had heard too, that it was actually uh, one of the last shows that Jim Henson had worked on. One Mm -hmm. of the last projects that he worked on while he was still alive. I think it's really entertaining. We don't have it in California anymore. So I kind of miss it. They've replaced it with uh, Mickey still car magic instead, but yeah, my top five has got to be number five is going to be the Muppets 3D for sure. And you know how you know, it's really, good it's the same show for like 20 years but you still want to go on it 
or go into and the theater did, every time. Right. And they didn't need to upgrade the technology, really. It was all well done. It had good. The physical aspect of the show, too, is good. It's yeah, it's a hilarious show. It's a good experience every time. All right. So number four. Um, number four. It's hard to pick when you start getting towards the top because then you start making really tough decisions and you're putting <laughs> one over the other. Um, number four, I'm going to say Slinky Dog Dash. Um, I know it would be higher on some people's list, but I just have a personal preference for my other three. So <laughs> that are going to be coming up. But um, yeah, I love Slinky Dog Dash. I think uh, it's almost like two roller coasters, how it has that next startup. And I think that was kind of innovative to uh, create more of an experience than just, you know, up a lift hill and down and through loop or whatever. It's a lot more fun than uh, you would think a normal kiddie coaster would be. So it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one. And just, just in general, just the Toy Story land is just phenomenal. So it's it, like... It's, right. It's incredible to just ride and like when you're cresting up around the bends and you can just see different angles of Toy Story land that you can't see from the ground. So... Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I love being on that ride. Cool. So number three. All right. Number three. This is where it gets tricky because one, two, and three kind of shuffle for me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Tower of Terror, and that's really tough. Like I wanted to put it higher, but you'll see coming up why I did this. But number three is going to definitely be Tower of Terror, one of my favorite attractions of all time. Um, obviously, we don't have it in California anymore. There's nothing wrong with Guardians. I think it's a great ride. It does make me sick, though. There's, uh, I'm just weird because I can go on coasters and all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, the new version of Tower of Terror in California does make me a little sick. <laughs> but I'm glad that they kept it in Walt Disney World because that is I mean, I think it's fair to say that's the better version and everyone knows it, it's more impressive from the outside too. And the theming is just bar none. You can't beat the theming of Tower of Terror. They did such a great job. You so. really feel like you're walking into this haunted abandoned hotel. And I, you know what I love is when you get into the, um, into that one little room where they show the video, the pre-show and yeah, you start picking out all the little, little things from the, uh, from the Twilight Zone episodes, you know, like right. me and my daughter, we go in there, we just, oh, well, that was from that episode. That was from that, you know, we're big Twilight Zone <laughs> fans too. So that's another thing for us. So we love yeah, the broken glasses. I remember that episode that, that shows up on the, the pre-show. That episode of broken glasses, he was the last man on earth. And yep. he, he had a, like all those books and oh cool. Now all I have to do is read. And then he breaks his glasses. <laughs> yep. Yep. The um, yeah, I know I love Tower of Terror too. It's it's a great one. So your <laughs> number two most magical. Hollywood Studios ride attraction. Okay. I know this one's hard because it's a dead ride now, but I love the great movie ride. I think that was one of the best attractions that Disney has ever done. And I mean that in the aspect of it, of its uniqueness in the sense that having live actors as part of the show and part of the attraction experience is just a really awesome, fun time for, for the people, the guests experiencing it. But there's nothing wrong with Mickey's Minnie's Runaway Railway. I, it would have made my top five, too. But I just have a, a little sore spot since it replaced it. Mm-hmm. I just wish they could have built Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and kept the great movie ride. I, I say <laughs> that if anyone listens to the show, that's my gripe all the time. I loved, loved, loved the great movie ride. Loved it. And I love, love, love Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I think it's a phenomenal right. ride. It's you couldn't great. put that somewhere else and leave. Like, I, I, the great movie ride was one of the original rides. It was, it was, I loved going on it every time I get it. And it's another one too, like almost like Muppets. It's the same kind of show and, and slow moving ride that you ride a million times, but there's a reason why you ride it a million times. Right. And it's because every time you go, you have to, you have to do it. It's one of my favorite old time attractions. And again, and, and what makes it hard is because I do love the replacement. I just mm-hmm. wish they could have just put the replacement somewhere else and had right. both. So exactly. I agree. I guess you can't have your cake and eat it too. Apparently not. 
<laughs> I really like how the Groundlands Theater just became an iconic aspect of Hollywood Studios, too. So mm-hmm. having an attraction inside that is just really cool. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's become more important and more significant in, in Hollywood Studios since the transformation of the to the new ride. I, I you know, it was always something I think was like kind of iconic in that park, but I feel like they've done even more to kind of plus it as a, as a park icon since since the transfer to yeah. Mickey and Minnie's. So. All right. Your most magical Disney's Hollywood Studios ride and attraction is? Uh, well, that's going to be Rise of Resistance. Definitely. Oh, my gosh. When I rode that back in February, I rode the California version for the first time. Um, and then I wrote it back in August last year. So I got to experience both of them. But, um, oh, my Lord, that is life changing. It, it is. was phenomenal. It is. It, it was, sets the bar for attractions now and show like uh, it rides. It does. I, that sets a whole. I mean, yeah, Universal. They're going to have a, a lot of work to do if they want to get up to that level. But yeah, it really did set a whole new bar for the theme park industry in general. And the fact that it's different, basically four different ride systems all integrated to feel like a seamless experience. I mean, yeah. it's not just an, an attraction. It was a full experience. Experience And I went into it blind, not watching any of the spoilers. And it had only been open for like three weeks. So there wasn't a lot of spoilers out, luckily. But it was hard to not watch the YouTube videos before going on it. So I didn't know what to expect. And um, man, I was blown away. It was one of the greatest experiences of my life, for sure. You're right. And it's it's a couple of, it's like three rides in one. It's like you got, you know, you're on the transport and then you're on the the little the little uh, carts. And and then even just the acting from like the the Imperial guards with this screaming at you and they kind of like yeah. interrogating you and it, it really adds a show and a ride and it's it's like two different rides a show it's it's really phenomenal and like like we said it sets the bar going forward for ride experiences and um it really makes you think if what they've done with that the new uh star wars theme resort that's going to be coming out soon it, that could only be even crazier because that's going to be one of those things where you're like on a starship and yeah. being, you know and, and part of that whole experience but now you get to live it for like two or three days so i can't imagine how cool that hotel it's going to be intense <laughs> it's going to be intense man definitely that's the right word for it intense <laughs> so I want to say thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate yeah. getting your uh, appreciate getting your most magical five Disney's Hollywood Studios rides and attractions. Uh, that's a great list, man. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Eric. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see you soon. And uh, thanks for joining us. Be well. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye now. Okay, so that brings us to this week's edition of the Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Ernie. Ernie, how you doing? Doing all right by yourself, Gene. I'm great. I'm great. Now, if anybody doesn't know, Ernie has a photography account on a Disney photography account on Instagram, and it is spectacular. We actually featured a bunch of his photos. They are that good. So we actually feature him quite often. You have great work, dude. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what kind of inspires you. Definitely. Thanks a lot. And thanks for having me as well. So I'm a Disney local down here. I've been living in Florida now since I was about nine or so years old. Um, moved up here after college uh, to the Disney area, and then I've been shooting in the parks now for about the past three years. Photography has been a serious hobby for me past uh, five years or so, but I really picked up about three years ago. And just about uh, two and a half years or so ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start doing this more at the parks, having fun with it, and doing daily posting on Instagram ever since. And it's just been a lot of fun shooting, getting new experiences out in the parks, but also meeting a lot of new people as well. 
Yeah, I mean, they are just breathtaking photos, man. I mean, I, I love your work. I really do. Um, which is, and it's the main reason why we said we were going to have you on for the Most Magical Five. We figured we got to have you on for Most Magical Five photo ops in Disney. You would know, you would be the guy to talk to. So, so yeah, so let's, let's launch it. What's number five? All right, so number five for me, I usually like this spot a lot, but it's a, it's a lot later in the night kind of a shot. But this one for me is underneath and on the sides of Spaceship Earth. So what I like to do there is I like to go ultra wide to get a lot of that nice landscaping and details like the flags and the pylons and the structures, all that kind of stuff. And really incorporate that um, with Spaceship Earth. So Spaceship Earth really likes to shine at night, all the colors. It really stands out against the sky. But recently shooting a lot of those pylons, the flags, the new installations there have been really fun. And like I said, using those flowers, using those beds, using those walkways to really uh, force the perspective up and towards Spaceship Earth to really adds um, to nice depth of images from there. Yeah, I think Spaceship Earth at night is just the way that that purple kind of glow yeah, it gives yeah. off. It's it's really just a fabulous place to take a photo, man. It really is. So yeah. what about number four? Uh, number four for me, uh, I have this at my Sunset Boulevard um, sidewalk, actually. So Sunset Boulevard, you get a really great view of Tower of Terror because you get the nice dr- not driveway, you know, street kind of going towards uh, Tower of Terror. But what a lot of people don't really know is that the sidewalk area off to the left, um, you can actually catch some really empty views towards Tower of Terror. So you get Tower of Terror really nice and tall in the background. You get the palm trees kind of lining the right side of the sidewalk there. And for a lot of the day, especially early in the morning, everyone's in the lines. Everyone's ready to ride Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower of Terror or they're over there eating. And that whole walkway is actually pretty empty. So I like to go there in the morning time, especially, um, and get that really walk really empty sidewalk and that morning sun kind of coming off behind Tower of Terror really makes for a nice cohesive image from uh, front to back. Very cool. So what about your number three? Number three, this is actually one that I ended up posting yesterday, um, but this is on the backside of the Tree of Life. This is part of those Discovery Island trails that are back there. A lot of people don't really know about um, these trails that go around the Tree of Life. You can go in front and get super close up front, um, but my personal favorite is the backside, kind of just past the Starbucks there and right before the Africa Bridge. And just off to the the right, there used to be an animal animal habitat there, Um, but if you're not grabbing a coffee, if, or if you are, you can grab one and go walk on the backside here because you get a really, really nice walkway and it's literally always empty. Like maybe one family back there max and it's really empty. There's a really, really nice walkway with you know, the stone, have all the details in there and uh, some really nice landscaping there as well, kind of leading up to the tree. There's a waterfall back there. So that's a really great hidden detail that you may not even know is back there unless you make your way back there. Then obviously the tree of life itself being so close, it's just so tall and so imposing. That's really nice to make some uh, fun perspective with it, you know, being so tall above the landscape and uh, kind of almost kind of coming over top of you at that point. You know, a time of day as well. I like going there at sunrise or, or you know, early morning uh, for that matter, where the sun can actually kind of poke through some of those branches and leaves. So you can kind of have that effect of the sun kind of bleeding through the tree and kind of shining down on you. And that just creates some some really cool images, you know, with like sunbursts kind of coming through those trees to create a really nice uh, background there for the tree of life. Okay. So, and you said that one you just did recently, right? Yeah, I just that one yesterday. So what I did is I, I went really high um, to help exaggerate my foreground, make the walkway kind of seem like it's sweeping in even more toward the tree of life. And then it really uses the uh, railing off to the left side, it has some really nice logs that kind of run along the side of it to help guide the viewer straight through the image towards the waterfall and then up the waterfall to the tree and then obviously in the tree like i said it was a morning shot uh so there's a really nice little sharp uh sunburst kind of poking and poking his head through there nice and uh 
you know, that and the blue sky it has a really nice mesh of colors that are back there. And I just love that spot. But like I said, one for the walkway itself, but two, it's always really empty. If I want to go get a coffee and go back there, it's a great spot as well. It's like a hidden treasure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's so empty because like I said, there in the front, um, Discovery Island trails, I highly suggest checking those spots out. Um, if you're kind of wandering around Animal Kingdom, you don't want to go to Pandora, um, you know, or something like that. It's a great little spot to kind of relax at. Cool. All right. Number two. So this one, I, I was going to have as my number one, but I have as my number two. This one is the Tomorrowland Bridge um, over at Magic Kingdom. I kind of want to include one from every park here. So this one, Tomorrowland Bridge, mainly because of the moat. Um, the moat is a really nice contrast to the extra landscaping that's down there. So you get the really lush green landscaping and you got that, you know, nice blue moat that kind of goes through there, all of which really focuses the eye and, and focuses your attention on the castle, which everyone obviously loves. So they got the moat there that's being fed by the waterfall, which can create a lot of different nice textures with the rocks and the flowing water there as well, kind of going towards the castle. But then obviously you have the castle and that's always a great, powerful image right there. Um, in the middle, everything's kind of leaning towards it. And then that's also a great spot. I know I mentioned sunrise for their spots, but this is a great one for sunset because you can really get some really nice clouds kind of going up, up and over the back of the castle, if you will. And when those light up just right, um, you can get some really great orangey tones above the castle. And especially with the, the new paint job, that really messes well with those, you know, blues and purples and golds, you know, kind of going all through the image. Now, your number one most magical photo op in all of Disney. What is it? So if I have to be really specific, it would be the Magic Kingdom hub on the right side, equal with the partner statue at nighttime after close. But I'll, I'll open this up to any spot in the hub is a great spot as well. Um, with the hub, you get great details like the rails, the landscaping, the uh, light posts, the walkways, all those little regal touches that the Magic Kingdom has that can add to the atmosphere of the image. Um, but like I said, my favorite part there is on the right side because those rails um, just come sweeping around the hub. And that's just one little detail that, you know, people have, you know, twist their ankle on and stuff like that. And everyone <laughs> remembers them. But there's such a nice little touch to the hub that I really like. And those running right around through going right towards the castle just really creates a cohesive image from front to back. So at nighttime, that is always a spot I had to hit because the castle is so tall, so nice. And the spotlights on it too at night really make it shine um, in contrast to all the detail and the texture in the, in, the, in the foreground there with the pavement and the rail and all that all that good stuff. It really just makes for a nice sweeping image from, from bottom to top. And that's one of my favorites so far. Great. Well, you know what? And let me ask you a few questions too before you get out of here. Is yeah. All right. So you have, like I said, you're, you're, it's Instagram is fantastic. I think every shot is just gorgeous. How many shots Thanks. do you take at every trip when you're in and to get like that winning shot? Like how many, like when you go in and you yep. and, and you're taking photos, like you taking like like a hundred photos and you just find and you find the one that you love, or is it mm -hmm. or are you that good? You go and you just snap like that's the winner, first one. How does it work? I, I wish. Um, so when I like to go, um, being a local, I only really go for you know four hours or so at a time, but I'll have one idea in mind. You know, if I'm going late in the afternoon, I'll say, okay, I want to get a nice sunset shot. I'm going to start from here. Um, or if I'm going to say, hey, I'm going really late and I want to close, I know what that kind of end shot is that I'm going to want to get. Especially during close, I like to have a few images planned beforehand. I like to kind of think about them during the daytime when I may not be shooting. You know, oh, this would be a cool spot. This is a cool angle I haven't seen before. Um, but when I like to go, um, I'll end up with, uh, you know, over 500 or so images at a time. I like to wow. do brackets at nighttime. So that's five different exposure levels. 
um, of a shot. And combining all of those can create a really nice dynamic range that allows me to get the highlights from all the lights that are around, things like the castle and Main Street, all that kind of stuff. And the shadows too, all the dark walkways kind of bring out some of those textures. So if I'm doing five shots when, when the park is closed and I hit, you know, 20 different locations, that's an easy hundred shots. And there's obviously more and more. So I'll come home and be like, oh my God, I have 600 shots I got to go through, but uh, there'll definitely be some winners in there. And uh, I always try to have, like I said, that that one that I'm kind of going for that day. Oh, it'd be really cool to shoot here, really cool to shoot here. And then whatever else happens, just kind of happens, just kind of walk around see what's happening. Um, a part of being a pass holder for me is kind of seeing uh, what what magic may happen when I go that day. Is there going to be some really cool skies? Is there going to be a character that's out having a cool interaction? Am I going to see some really cool uh, different perspective that I haven't seen before is kind of making my way around? So that's kind of, that's kind of my gameplay when I hit the parks. Great. And, and what's your weapon of choice? What do you shoot with? So my weapon of choice uh, right now, I've been shooting with the Canon R6 recently. Um, I got this just a few weeks ago, actually. I just have it on hand. Um, but this lens is on here now. It's actually my favorite one. It's the Sigma uh, 14 to 24 f 2.8. This has been great for, like I said, a lot of those um, sweeping shots with the, with the detailed foregrounds. I mentioned uh, the Magic Kingdom, you know, the, the hub, for example. If I want to get those rails kind of really sweeping through and up towards the castle, I'll take this guy really wide. It's a, obviously a fat lens. It has some big elements on there. That really does a good job of controlling the distortion, making the images nice and clean. So I bring it up kind of high, aim it, aim it a little bit down, and I can get a really nice detailed foreground leading towards uh, my main subject. So that's my favorite combo. Other than that, I have uh, the 7200 2.8. That's a really fun one to get some details with. Nice long lens for things like safaris, things like parades. And those those two are my those are my favorite ones so far. Very cool. All right. Yeah. So um, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm I, I love the page. Uh, please tell everybody where to find it if they haven't seen it yet, if they aren't familiar with it. Yep. So you can find my Instagram. My Instagram is my name, Ernie W Carr with two R's. Um, like I said, I post every day over there. Been on there for about two and a half years now, and I usually hit the parks, you know, every other week or so for uh, some really nice evening time or really nice closing time visiting the park. And now the fireworks are back. That's always good too. So I'm always looking forward to shooting those. Great. Well, hey, thank you for joining us, man. It really is, is an honor and a pleasure to, to get to, to get to know you a bit and, and, and find out some of your, your uh, photo ops and some of your yeah. tricks of the trade. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for stopping by. Of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. We'll be in touch. Be well. All right. Thanks. Okay, so that brings us to another week of the most magical five. And joining us today, we have from YouTube, Cassie's Castle. How are you doing, Cassie? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Very good. You're going to talk about your top five merch through at, at Disney. But before you do that, tell us a little bit about yourself, your YouTube channel, your Instagram. Yeah, so I started my account, Cassie's Castle, throughout pretty much during the pandemic is when I really got into it. But on my YouTube channel, I showcase a bunch of different Disney merch. I talk about Disney planning, um, everything you need to know for your Disney trips. And on my Instagram, I love to do lots of styling and um, styling like your lounge flies, your ears, like how to make your Disney merch look, I guess, normal for everyday life instead of just chaotic with all your merch all the time. So I like to stylize Disney merch on there. Very cool. So that's your perfect to do a top uh, top five uh, merch. Right. right. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. All right. So let's start with number five. What's your number five? Okay. So at number five, I love the Disney plushes. And my favorite Disney plush that I have is the Stella Lou plush from the Alani Resort. I had a friend to pick it up for me that lived in Hawaii. So I've never been to the resort, but it was nice for her to pick it up for me. Um, but you're able to find them on Mercari or eBay and you aren't able to get to the park. Now, what's number two? Um, I'm sorry, number two. <laughs> number four. 
Um, at number four, I have my Cinderella Danielle Nicole bag. Um, I purchased it off of the Danielle Nicole website. Um, I don't think it's currently available, but she has a bunch of different Disney themed purses and backpacks that you can choose from. So I would definitely recommend checking them out. Okay. So now we, we got, we got a plush, we got a purse. What's number three? At number three, I have a Mickey sweatshirt. It's like a really pretty green color that I actually got from H&M. Um, H&M is a big place where I like to buy Disney clothing. Um, they have t-shirts, sweatshirts, sweatpants, anything, jewelry. Um, and it's always very fashionable and stylish. So I love going to H&M. And obviously, it's affordable as well. So I love that. Number two. Um, at number two, I have the Cornflower Blue Ears from Disneyland. Um, I or I ordered mine off of Shop Disney, um, but they're a really pretty light blue color. They're velvet. The bow is sequined. And I wish they would do more ears in this style, um, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Okay. And your number one most magical top five merch. My favorite merch that I have in my collection is the Minnie Mouse Main Attraction Loungefly. In 2020, Disney released this series of loungeflies, plushes, mugs, like a whole bunch of different things every single month. And they were tied into specific rides at the parks. And my favorite collection was the Arthur's Carousel collection, which came out in July. This bag, unfortunately, is very hard to get now. And the only place you could probably find it is like reseller sites. But they currently have the mint green lounge fly, which I really love as well. And I have that in my collection. And that is available at the parks and on Shop Disney sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> How many lounge fly do you have? Um, I actually counted yesterday. I have 30. Wow. I know. That's a lot. <laughs> I have a lot. And they're not I cheap. Know. Those bags aren't cheap. They're not cheap, but I found ways to get them for cheaper. So it's okay. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you I can get, get them for like, yeah, you can get them for like $20 sometimes. Oh, wow. Or yeah, on like box lunch, but the the exclusive like Disney Parks lounge flies, yeah, those you're not getting them. They less sell for, yeah, they than sell like pretty $100. quick. Hundred dollars, yeah. Cool, cool. Exactly. Well, Cassie, thank you so much for joining us. Let everybody know really, uh, real quick, one more time where they can find you. Um, you guys can find me at Cassie's Castle on Instagram and on a YouTube, and I'm also have a TikTok, but we're not posting frequently on there, but we're trying. So you can find all me right. on all three platforms at Cassie's Castle. There you go. Cassie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Okay, so that brings us to this week's edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us today, we have Joanne all the way from Long Island, my neck of the woods. How you doing, Joanne? Hi, I'm great. How are you today? I'm excellent. And I love hearing the accent. We were talking about it before. It, it reminds me of home. And uh, I, I, I miss it. I understand. I know. I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to discuss your most magical five dining options in Magic Kingdom. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself other than being from Long Island. Well, I, I did grow up in New York. And uh, my first trip to Disney, I was 10 years old. And I, I walked into Magic Kingdom and just completely fell in love. Okay, so let's get into your top five most magical Okay. Uh, Magic Kingdom Dining. You ready? What's your number five? Uh, my number five is a Crystal Palace character breakfast. The food is, a lot of people would say the food is, ah, oh, you know, kind of mediocre, you know, but I, I think there's some nice choosings there, especially um, the French toast is actually really delicious and the character interaction is one of the best. Um, it is. Yeah, especially Eeyore. <laughs> 
<laughs> for me. Like Eeyore just kind of comes around and everyone's always like, oh, Pooh and Piglet and Tigger's dancing around and Eeyore just kind of comes around, but Eeyore kind of spends the most time with you. Um, and the food is actually, it's really not bad at all. It's a really nice way to start your day if you plan on just snacking through lunch and then doing something for dinner. I'll tell you what, Sue, is I actually, I was there in March and I haven't, I, I, um, I hadn't been there probably for a couple of years other than when I was there last March. And obviously with COVID, they don't have the character right now and they don't have, you know, and they're, they're many changes, right. but, but their food, you said their food was always kind of, eh, there, I, I had their lunch there back in March and it right. actually is even better. They changed up their menu. It's actually better than that. So you actually, if once you go back, this might actually, Crystal Palace might creep up your top five. Really? It might, it might not be five when you go back. Really? They, yeah. They have this, um, for their dessert, they have a hummingbird cake now too, that I what? wouldn't put it on par with humming, the hummingbird cake at, at homecoming. I don't know if you've had that. Yes. Yeah. Th- th- that's like the best hummingbird cake on the planet. Absolutely. I, it's a notch below that, but still very, very good. And just in general, just the, the, their lunch menu has um, definitely, definitely improved from pre-COVID. So you would, okay. you, yeah, I would try it and I think you'll like it even better. I've actually only done it for breakfast, to be honest. Oh, I've see, only I, done the breakfast. It's just one of those things where it's a good character like, breakfast. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So we kind of went with that. I get it. Um, yeah. So, all right. So my number four, I'm going to have to go with Sleepy Hollow. Their waffle, their, their chicken and waffle sandwich with the arugula and slaw. Delicious. But what I will say as delicious as it is, you got to kind of get there early because they do run out of the slaw. It's happened. I've got to say, oh, get out of here. They have, they have. I remember a couple of years ago, I was dying for it. And we went to, um, we were watching the booty you parade mm-hmm. and we were like, Oh, we need that sandwich. And she goes, well, I'm so sorry. We ran out of the slaw, but we do have the arugula and the sauce that goes with it. And I'm like, okay. And <laughs> I have like the chicken is just delicious. Yeah, it is. So, uh, you know, when they go, you know, the chicken wars and all these fast food places, you know, you have to totally have to add that to your list when you go Sleepy Hollow. It's definitely a must do. It is. It definitely yeah. is. I love the um, just I like it's right next to the castle. You see the yes. castle off of the disc right there from the side. Yes. It's just a great place to even just, yes. just hang out and get a snack. It's a great spot because it's actually not overly crowded. It's one of those spots. Mm-hmm. People kind of just pass through, yep. you know, so, you know, and, and you don't need to sit down and eat. It's kind of one of those things you fold and go, you know, almost, you know, yeah. we're New Yorkers, right? You used to grab a yep. slice of pizza and walk, right? Yep. So yeah. That's it. Get your chicken and waffle, fold it up and just keep on moving. There we go. <laughs> so what's your number three? My number three, um, I have to say is Casey's. And thank God it's back. I know. I saw that. I was so excited. I love some corn dog nuggets. Those are like my favorite. I have to have them. I don't care how full I am. I have to find some room for those. They're delicious. Nice side of cheese to go with it. Absolutely. 100%. Definitely a must do. Yeah. Casey's is one of those things that's just synonymous with Main Street USA and and, and Magic Kingdom. Like you can't really think of it's when you think of Main Street USA, you think of Casey's, you know? Absolutely. And they're always open the latest. I remember one, uh, uh, pre-COVID, I went down and we park was closing and we're waiting for, you know, the kids and we're sitting right near Casey's. And I said, you know what? They're, I'm kind of hungry. You know, you get that late night snack, yeah. you know, this is the only place that's still open. So there we go. Nice late night snack, even on your way out of the park. Definitely a must do for sure. All right. Your number two, most magical. My number two is Be Our Guest. 
I am a huge, huge Belle fan. I love Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the first time I went there, I just felt that dining room was so magical. You sit down. Um, the food was great. I had um, I had a steak and it came with potatoes au gratin. I got definitely got the gray stuff. We had gone right when the restaurant opened, so it was very new. So the gray stuff was like, you had to have a reason to get the gray stuff, you know? <laughs> we're celebrating our anniversary and wore our pins. And they were, I was like, can we have the gray stuff? They were like, of course. Definitely a must do. Beast comes out. You can take pictures with him. I know during COVID now, it is a little bit different. Um, the food was fantastic. The atmosphere is really just magical. You know, every, it's just snowing. The it's, theming there it might be one of the best themed restaurants in all of Disney. It's just phenomenal. I mean, it's that, that yeah. window where you see the snow falling down, it looks yes. so real. It's honestly, yeah, it's the theming. You know, yeah. you, you feel like you're you're just in their dining room and you just, you know, it, it really is one of the most magical places for sure. Even if you don't like the food there, it's a must-do theming alone. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, I, and a I, bonus is the food's decent. So yes, yes, it is. And I, my daughter's vegan. And the last time we were there, we went for lunch instead of dinner. And the chef actually came out and asked, what can he prepare for her? So I will say that not only is Disney in general, they really up the vegan options. I'm not mm -hmm. vegan myself, but it really was so nice and courteous that he came out and he just made a whole little menu for her. So she had something to eat. So it just made the experience twice as magical. And I guess this is a good little message to send. If you ever have something like that, always call um, Disney because they will try to help with any of those kinds of things. And, yeah. and, and vegan and, and, and trying to look for vegan options, they'll definitely help you with that as well. So. They really have stepped up their game, especially now I'm looking at different menus and they've changed so much stuff. Anything can be made vegan. And if it's not, if there's a place that has nothing vegan, they will find something for you. They will get that tofu. They will, you know, they, mm -hmm. they my, my daughter has eaten lunch at the Polite Pig, which is not Magic Kingdom, but I will say, yeah. you know, and they found something, you know, so definitely number two and my number one, your number one, most magical magic kingdom dining option. Let's hear it. It's Cinderella's Royal table. Got it. Yeah. I fell in love with the castle. I felt the second I saw it when I was 10 years old, just something in me, just, I had this warm feeling and I just, every time I go back, I see that castle and I cry and the first time we took our daughter to Disney, she's 16 now. She was six years old and she was in love with Jasmine and Ariel. And I said, you know what? I've never done it. Let's do this. And I've been back since, of course, but the food was delicious. I had no problems with the food. Everything was delicious. We had a special um, dessert made with Cinderella's slipper. Comes with a nice, delicious chocolate mousse and they write on the plate. And the character interaction is amazing. They really stick to their characters. Yeah. You know, they they really do. And if you time it just right, if you you can time it right when they do happily ever after. I've and, done that before. And we had and you so right out the window, there's the yeah. fireworks. It's excellent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's you gotta usually like you said, you got to time it right. It's hard to get yeah. that time slot. Yes. I, I almost said wishes to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'm like, where did you go? <laughs> but no, you're right though. It's a great experience. It, it like pluses that, that experience so much. Right. Cause when you think of Disney and you look at all the icons for all the different parks, I mean, really the castles are the ones that everyone looks at and, yeah. and to be able to sit there and have the character interaction and meet Cinderella in her castle and have a delicious meal and see the fireworks. There's nothing better. That That's what Disney is. It doesn't get better than that. 
It doesn't. Well, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much from uh, you know for for joining us on the most magical five this week. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have you. Love hearing that New York accent reminds me of home. <laughs> and uh, we'll have you on again sometime real soon. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, Joanne, be well. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the Most Magical Five. In the house today, we have Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you, Gene? I'm pretty good. We're glad to have you on. Uh, you're going to tell us about your Most Magical Five Epcot dining options. And uh, before we get into that, though, let us uh, a little, a little bit of you know, let us know a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Daniel. I'm uh, up here in North Carolina. A huge Disney lover. I actually never went to Disney as a child. First time I went was, when I was 27 years old. Um, my now husband is a former cast member. Um, so he had some friends that were still down there, took me down there and just fell in love. And we kind of go down a couple of times a year, do all the cruise lines. We love it. Turned into a travel agent on the side. So just kind of love Disney all about it. Um, I'm on Instagram at Red Nose, Black Nose. Uh, we're huge Chip and Dale fans. So that's where we get our name. If you don't know the difference between Chip and Dale, <laughs> Dale has a Red Nose. Chip has a chocolate chip black nose. So it's kind of where we got that from. So you can check us out. We're actually heading down um, soon this summer. We'll be back again a couple of times throughout the rest of the year. So we try to get down there pretty often. Excellent. Excellent. And, and you're also a travel agent as well. Yep. Yep. So I'm with the Magic for Less Travel. So I can uh, help you book any of your Disney Universal vacations as well as cruise lines, all-inclusive resorts, things like that. All right. Great. So let's get into your most magical five Epcot dining options. What would be your number five? Yeah. So number five, I I went with like restaurants, so it's not like particular items or anything like that. My number five is going to be the Lotus Blossom Cafe. It's the quick service in China pavilion. I might be alone in this for some reason. I just really, really like uh, the Lotus Blossom Cafe. It's just nice, solid, quick service. And it's just something different. You know, if you're at Disney and you're kind of sick of the burgers and the fries, all that sort of stuff, they just have a couple of great options. Their menu's not huge, but everything that they do everything that I've had, they do it pretty well. Um, there's always plenty of seating. Usually you can find some air conditioned seating as well, at least something in the shade. They really don't have any seating that's like out in the open. So it's just a really solid quick service place. So if you haven't ever been to the Lotus Blossom, just check it out. It's right there in the China Pavilion. It's nice, quick, and easy. Awesome orange chicken too. I love yeah, the orange chicken. chicken is very good. That's what I get. The Mongolian beef is also really, really good. Cool, cool. So what do we have as your number four? So number four, I'm going to uh, slot in the Garden Grill. Again, we are huge Chippendale fans, so I'm a little biased with this one. This is their <laughs> kind of their big character meal. During kind of non-COVID times, actually in, even in COVID times, it's uh, family style. So they bring you the food right to your table, but it's still all you can eat. And we just kind of love that style of Disney dining rather than the buffet, kind of where you don't have to constantly be getting up and taking mm -hmm. a plate, getting more food. So they bring it right to you. Um, the food is solid. It's not, you know, the best Disney food but it's just good solid they got like turkey they usually have like a beef option it might be pot roast sometimes they usually have some sort of pork like a pork tenderloin mashed potatoes mac and cheese they put a little goldfish on top of the mac and cheese uh, we've even been for breakfast as well the breakfast is just kind of your standard disney breakfast fare but the dessert at breakfast is like this cinnamon roll skillet type thing and uh, it's one of my favorite disney kind of breakfast desserts so for Chippendale, it's also you get to go around in a circle, see Living with the Land, which is one of our favorite attractions as well. So just it, just the atmosphere of it all and just good solid food. So that's going to what I'm going to put in for. Cool. And you know what I love about that, too, is it's one of those character dinings that they really do spend enough time with you. You'll yes. get to see them a few times, too. They come mm -hmm. they make their way around a couple of times. You usually get to see more than the one time. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it is tremendous comfort food. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Thanksgiving, -y, but. A little yeah, bit more yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do we got for number three? 
So number three, I want to put in the Yorkshire County Fish Shop over in the UK Pavilion. It's just a quick little uh, quick service uh, fish and chips. Uh, I am a sucker for some good fish and chips. Um, I've had some really great fish and chips. I've had some bad fish and chips uh, in my day. We we went to London a couple of years ago and actually had some bad fish and chips in mm-hmm. London itself. And it was a little disappointing, but Yorkshire County, that really hits the spot. Um, there's no indoor dining. So it does get, it gets a few kind of stars knocked off for that just because when it's hot out there, it's not going to be a go-to for me. But uh, they do have a nice big kind of patio right out on the World Showcase Lagoon. And yeah, just, I mean, I've only ever gotten the fish and chips there, but that's all I ever want. They're just really, really good. All right. So your number two most magical Epcot dining option. Number two, I'm going to do Les Ciliers Steakhouse in Canada. Um, I feel like since my time of being like a Disney fan, kind of the fandom has kind of turned on Les Ciliers a little bit. Like when I first started going, that was like one of the hardest to get. Like I remember the very first time we had like a 3 p.m. lunch. Like that was all we could find, but we really wanted to try it out. Um, and I really do like it. I think it's solid. I get why like people are like, oh, it's not like kind of worth the high for, you know, the pricing. It, it's, it is high. Um, and if you're on the dining plan, it's two table service credits, but it is just a cool atmosphere. You're kind of in this like dungeon um, and all the servers are Canadian. So they're all super nice. The steak is really good. The pretzel rolls are delicious. I would go for the pretzel rolls alone. Um, and then they also have the Canadian like cheddar soup um, or whatever they call it. Uh, I'm not a big soup fan, but that cheddar soup is delicious. Every dessert I've ever had there is really good. Um, so just all that combined, I had to put it at number two. I just think it's a really, really solid option. Yeah, I, I, to me, it's one of the best, the best steaks on all of property. It really yeah, is. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. And I do. I also too, I know some people will say, oh, they need to upgrade that theming. And I love the theme. I know it mm-hmm. kind of looks old and fa- old fashioned and kind of like kind of like just it's a little dark and to me that's what it's supposed to be i love it exactly. I, you know it's like you're in a you're like in the like a, the wine cellar of a, of like this canadian castle or something yeah. i love it man like i don't sure. think it needs an update i'd leave it the way it is i love it it's like an old classic i agree even when we had our 3 p.m lunch it wasn't it, it kind of felt like a dinner because yeah it was right. nice and dark and kind of moody and no i love it i love it i love it too Cool. So what is your number one most magical Epcot dining option? All right. So my number one most magical dining option is Epcot. I'm going, saying in the world showcase, probably following a theme here, but I'm going over to the Italy Pavilion. I'm eating at Via Napoli. I absolutely love Via Napoli. It is some of the best pizza that I've ever had. No matter where I've gone, it is some of the absolute best. And maybe I haven't had enough pizza, but- Have you been to New York? I have, I have been to New York. I probably have I feel offended right now. <laughs> I probably haven't had the best pizza in New York, but I, it's just really, it's just really good, solid pizza. And it's way different than any other Disney pizza. So I think that maybe just in the moment, it kind of really kind of gets me. Um, I just, I love the Italy pavilion itself. There's something mm-hmm. about it that feels the most authentic um, of all the pavilions. I don't know if that makes sense, but the cast members there, I think when you're Italian, you're just Italian, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it kind of just permeates through everything that's in there. So the servers, they're all super nice, but they're also just very excited about like sharing their food with you. So I think the environment, those ovens are a little scary um, where, you know, they, <laughs> they take the pieces in and out. But again, I think that's just part of the charm of it all. But honestly, what really takes Via Napoli over the top for me is the pizza window that's right outside of Via Napoli. And I think a lot of people don't know about this, but you can go up to Via Napoli and kind of over to the left-hand side. There's just a walk-up window that you can order pizza and you kind of have to go around the side. It's a little bit confusing until you've done it the first time, but you go around the side, you pick up your pizza 
And it's a huge slice of pizza. I can't remember, but it's like maybe like eight or nine bucks or something like that. Huge slice. You can easily have it for your dinner and then go get dessert somewhere else, especially like during a festival or something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, They also have a limoncello Moscow mule, which is right on my alley. I've never actually tried it because it's like 20 bucks and I'm not quite in that tax bracket yet, but um, (laughs) I love limoncello and I love a Moscow mule. So the pizza window, the atmosphere, the pizza itself, everything about Viennapoli, I I really, really enjoy it. It's not like a every time we go type of restaurant, but it's, it's close. I'll tell you what, I am a pizza snob being an Italian from, from New York, but I, I will agree. It's probably the best pizza on, on property. Yeah. You're right. It's not like you're like, you know, you go to like the, the boardwalk pizza window and some of the other pizza places, some of the other places you get pizza on, on property. And it's like, it's like Domino's kind of, but you're mm, right. Exactly. Via, Via Napoli is definitely, um, it's not New York style pizza. It's different than that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely passable pizza. Like someone, like I said, that is a pizza snob. Do you know what I mean? Get so it. I, yeah. and oh, I, I, I get absolutely it. I, get it. <laughs> so, but if I am getting pizza anywhere on Disney property, it is Viennapoli. I nice. actually do enjoy their pizza yeah. as well, even being from New York. So yeah, we don't have great pizza here in North Carolina. So we actually have a location uh, close by that's very similar. It's that South, I don't know, you know how to say it, uh, Sicilian type of pizza. It's very, mm-hmm. very good. But I forgot to mention the pepperonis. They have like the small pepperonis that like cup up and yeah. little grease yep. cups and they get burnt and I love burnt and they, pepperonis. They're like crispy. So, I usually just yes. peek them right off uh-huh. and, just, and chew on them with, you know, without the pizza. Yeah. I like and I have too. had the very first time I did get pasta there and the pasta was good. I don't really remember it that well. But ever since I just always stick with the pizza. I get it, man. I get it. Well, hey, Dan, thank you so much for joining us on our most magical this week. And uh, again, tell them where they can find you. Yeah. So again, check us out on Instagram. It's just at Red Nose Black Nose. Check us out. Follow along with our trips. We'll be going on some cruises this year, too, hopefully. Um, and so we'll, we're just getting back in the magic. We're ready to go. All right, man. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gene. Be well. Okay, so that brings us to another edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Rob, Piano Rob. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm excellent, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, wow. Where to start with that question? Well, I'm originally from New York like you. Ooh. And finally, the uh, the Disney bug got me. And I did a, I did a college program in 2005. I never went home. <laughs> I have a couple of friends that did the college program and never came home either. So Yeah, I, I'm so... You know what's funny? I, w- I went to St. John's up there in New York. And I'm so okay. glad... I, I applied during my senior year, which was the best idea, because if I had to go back and finish class, that would have been the most miserable thing. So thank God I graduated, came down here, and then that was it. I, I stayed. So what did you do when you joined the uh, the college program? Oh, the Backlot Tour. Oh, cool. Which is cool. long gone now at, uh, yeah. at, at Hollywood Studios. I worked there when it was still MGM Studios, which is ridiculous to think. <laughs> I still call it that sometimes, man. It's, yeah. it's like sometimes it's hard to not, you know. I've I've kind of learned now. I've passed it too many times to 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 not do it. But I but yeah, there was there was something about it when it was that it was it was nice. Yeah. And so, at what part of New York were you originally from? Uh, I was born in Brooklyn, but mostly raised in Staten Island. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And uh, what do you what do you got going on these days? These days, so now, so I mean, post pandemic, I know most people know I was at Jelly Rolls. Yeah. Um, which still hasn't reopened. So I, I own I um, I own a company now. Uh, down here called Orlando doing piano. So we do a bunch of piano shows. Uh, luckily, the, the Disney fans will like to know we're at, the, we're at the boathouse every weekend. We do Friday and Saturday night shows and Saturday, Sunday brunch shows. So it's uh-huh. a very busy weekend at the boathouse for piano players. Wh- which which day is at the boathouse? For, it's, so it's 
Friday through Sunday, but Friday and Saturday, it's at night. We do an 8.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m., kind of like that post-dinner crowd. And then Saturday, Sunday, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., we play their brunch. They got a captain's brunch now. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Okay, so, um, and, and, you know, I, I used to love Jelly Rolls. I'm, I'm a boardwalk fanatic. That's my home away from home. That's where we stay 95% of the time. So Jelly Rolls was always one of those things that was, you know, at the end of the night, you know, once my kids got, especially once my kids got older, me and my wife could go out for a little bit. It was always Jelly Rolls. And I can't wait till they bring that back, man. I mean, I think they're going to open. I don't know. You know, I'm sure things are going to be different. I don't think I'm going to be there in any capacity, sadly. Oh. But uh, yeah, well, they. I mean, we'll 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 see when it opens. But you know, they want to run things the way they got to run things, and I understand that. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Well, you know, once one step at a time. Okay. Well, I mean, well, fingers crossed, at least, right? Exactly. All right. Well, let's let's get into your most magical five. You're doing most magical five Disney dining, and you're a nightlife guy, obviously for Disney. So um, I got to imagine you got some pretty good options right here. Uh, what, I, what, what would be your five? You know, so let me tell you something. There's yeah. no bad. I, there's not many bad options, first of all, at, at Disney. Good point. So you can sway me probably on 15 other places, like to narrow down. Because just so everybody knows, like I asked, like, do you do like restaurants, quick serve, in park, out park? You're like, whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, man. That's, that's so much. To, that's so much. Like asking <laughs> your favorite Marvel movie. It's like, it's not so much to pick from. So the first one I'm going to do, I didn't want to make this part of my five because it's not fair. But I, if I didn't mention it, I would have been upset. So just honorable mention to Victoria and Albert's because it's insanely I did it once and it was probably almost 10 years ago now so God knows how the prices went but five star dining experience it's not for it's not for everybody I, I saved up to do it once and that's all I did it and it was much cheaper back then it's a bucket list um, but- place for me I, I haven't been there yet it's one of those things that me and my wife are like on a special occasion, anniversary, kind of, we're going to do that. Yeah. So I did, I was, I was still a cast member. I got my discount at the time and I did the wine pairing because I'm like, if I'm going to splurge, yeah. I want to see what it's like to taste like wines from a professional with each meal. And it made me realize how bad I am at wine pairing. <laughs> like I'll make myself like some lasagna and I'll be like, oh, I'll, Chianti sounds good with that. I had, I think I'm like some master, you know, some master wine pairer or something. <laughs> and then you go there and I'm like, somehow this wine really tastes like the dish and enhances it so it's cr- i mean back when i went there was like there was an octopus was one of the seven courses and there was like a quail as one of the seven courses and like i said it was crazy price i think when i did it it was like 550 bucks wow and, yeah. I, and i'm sure that's gone up for a couple I'm sure that's gone up at least two to four hundred more dollars. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I know then. it's 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 the priciest place I think in the area. It's probably yeah. It's probably a, little, a couple hundred dollars more. I would say. Yeah. So that being said, and I, I'm actually a little sad at myself, but these are the places I end up. I ended up with three places at Disney Springs. Yeah, do it. Let's see. Oh wait, no. Let me say that. Two places at Disney Springs. Excuse me. Chef Art's Homecoming. Oh, if you, if you haven't been there yet, that place is amazing. It's it's the best chicken you're gonna get on property. They have these deviled eggs that are out of this world and they got a moonshine bar. And what about that hummingbird cake? Have you tried the hummingbird cake? The hummingbird cake. You know, it's funny. I finally tried it over the pandemic. Somebody's like, I'm usually full by dessert. I got to be yeah, honest with you. Especially so, there. So, especially there. Anywhere on Disney. So it's like, you got to really make it a point that I'm either going to save room for dessert or go for dessert. That hummingbird cake is, is also unbelievable. And it's a huge slice. Like it's like half the <laughs> plate. Like you, yes. it's, a, it's at least a two or three person slice. Pretty much everywhere at Disney, you could order one meal per couple yeah and especially if you're going to eat i try to have like one meal a day if i'm going to disney because that meal is going to be that much food and i want to enjoy it that's true that the, the one thing that we could definitely say about disney besides everything else is their portions are always huge um yes and 
And the thing with, with, with Chef Art Smith, you're right. It's the best chicken in the world, I think. It, it, it is, I don't know. I don't know it's what they delicious. do to it. It's amazing. The deviled eggs. I've never had the deviled eggs. My wife loves the deviled eggs, though. I'm not a deviled egg. I don't like the hard-boiled egg, but my wife loves them. And then, okay. yeah. And then the hummingbird cake, like like you said, this time we'll just go just for dessert. Just just go just to get the hummingbird cake. Because I know, like you said, you're going to eat all that chicken, the, the mac and cheese, the mashed potatoes. And then by the time oh, the dessert comes, so you're going to hurt yourself trying to put that away. And yeah. so this time we'll get, we'll get a like you know, maybe like an early dinner or a late lunch. And then later on in the evening, we'll end up at, at homecoming. But that's yes, a great, that's I, a great number five, man. I am glad you appreciate it. Yes. I love that place. All right. So what do we so, got for? So moving on, I wanted to get a little outside the box. I got some, but I, uh, I went with Alan Compass over at the Yacht Club. I love Alan Compass. Great breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what? I haven't done breakfast. Um, Very good. I don't, I, I don't have this often because I'm a little allergic, so I got to take a Benadryl or something. But I know oh. that that New England seafood pot pie is one of their big favorites. They got a great pasta dish that you can get with either chicken or shrimp. There, it's a it's a it's a hit. It's a little bit of a hidden gem. It's a really it's really solid, delicious dinner. And again, I'm, I'm sure most people probably won't go there. I'm gonna say in general, if you don't go to your resorts to eat, check them out, especially the deluxe resorts. They have amazing restaurants. Every deluxe resort has a couple of good ones. There's a lot of times I'm like, if I'm going to Epcot, I'm like, you know. I'll just go to, I'll get breakfast at Alan Compass, free parking. And then I'll just head, I'll head over to Epcot. I'll walk, I can walk yeah. to Epcot. So I do Alan Compass a lot for breakfast. I've never had their dinner before. I got to try that. I've never had a chance to. Like I said, I usually stay at the boardwalk. So it's just a walk around the boardwalk for me, you know, but. Yeah, that makes sense. But I love Alan Compass. Most Disney breakfasts I feel are similar. You know what? In a lot of places, and sometimes it'll just be a different variation. The two places that I think are always kind of got a little bit of a unique twist on their breakfasts is I like Alan Compass. And also I think um, uh, Trattorio Alfa porno also does a good job okay. of you know it's it's obviously how many variations of breakfast can you do but they have a you know they use you know some italian cheeses in, in their omelet they have the, it, it's not just your typical omelet that you would get anywhere so it's a little different to there as well but i like those All two right. places for breakfast a lot see that's good to know i haven't been and you, you know the big one i haven't been to yet that i'm sure would make the list in general i have not gone over to Topolino yet at the riviera oh so good. I know it's it's gonna have honestly. By the time you air this, I might have been there because it's been too long. And so one, my girlfriend's like, "We gotta go." I'm like, "You're right. We gotta pick Topolino's day." Let me let me tell you something, and I, I'm gonna give you a trick. Every time I always you always go to Disney restaurants, I always get like the most expensive thing just because I want to make sure I get. I I think it's gotta be the best thing, right? It's actually the cheapest main course on their menu, at least at the time it was. I went there maybe like in March. The rigatoni, it's the okay. cheapest of the main, but and so you think ah, oh, it's not steak. I'm telling you, get the rigatoni. The rigatoni is out of this world. Italian right. from New York, we you gotta have the rigatoni. I'm telling you, it's the 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 rigatoni is is top notch. Especially down here, it's yep. It's, I found a couple of local places that. I'm happy with, but it's hard to find good Italian food. It's not like going up there every corner. You got some great mom and pop Italian restaurant. Yeah. After you know what? When, when we're done recording, you got to let me know some of these places so I know when I. I'll when let you know. know. I will absolutely let you know because <laughs> that's one of my fears. <laughs> no pizza. <laughs> what? Uh, All right. Yeah. So, exactly. So number th number three. Uh, I went with Raglan Road. Okay, it's a fun place, man. Raglan Road is a fun place. I've gotten it to go on many occasions. Springs has really, really come along with, with their restaurants. And Raglan's one of their, I'll say, older restaurants from when they started to redo it because, mm -hmm. you know, that, that used to be the old Blues Club over at uh, for Pleasure Island. Mm -hmm. And then they they took the Blues Club down, they built Raglan Road. They, everything here is amazing. If you just want traditional, you know, like fish and chips, it's great. Your shepherd's pie is great. They have these ribs that they, some honey glazed barbecue sauce on it. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Every, again, everything's good. I like their uh, their Irish coffee as a drink. Is another good. I mean, their drinks are. It's a pub. You're not gonna yeah. go wrong with drinks. Um, Scotch egg is great there. So 
Yeah, I went, I went Ragland Road for number cool. three. And number two, most magical. Number two, I went a little more classy. I went over to the contemporary. I went with California Grill. Ah, love it. You can't go wrong at California Grill. I think, I, honestly, probably everybody listening knows that if you haven't, but try to get, um, I know fireworks are just coming back. Try to get a reservation during fireworks because they actually stop the dinner. You're allowed to walk out onto the terrace and you get this beautiful view. I will tell you this. If you haven't seen Happily Ever After yet, I felt that it was better for Wishes because Wishes was all pretty much about the fireworks. They had very minimal castle projections. Mm -hmm. But now with Happily Ever After, the majority of the show is what they're projecting on the castle. You can't see it as well from up there. But you still, it's still, it's just gorgeous. If you get a beautiful night, it's California group. It's it's a magical experience. It really is. They pipe in the music, so you get the music. It really is. And the food is top notch. Yeah, exactly. Great, great steak there. They have a great charcuterie board. Like, yeah, you're not going to go wrong with anything there. Definitely, definitely. All right. So your most magical dining experience in all of Disney is? It's never been beat for me, and I hope it never will be beat. But I go Ohana at the Polynesian every time. The, the, you can just give me noodles and egg rolls, and I'll be I'll be happy all day from there. Yeah, and the chicken wings are like intense man the chicken wings the banana pudding bread oh my i, I, mean, the banana, I mean the bread pudding uh, the, the bread, bread pudding. pudding i normally don't i, I get if i get, if i do get dessert i'm normally a chocolate person which is mm-hmm. funny because the, the two desserts we've talked about have not yeah. been chocolate desserts but you don't care that bread pudding is is amazing and they also for the dinner they have a peanut sauce that i just want to put on everything i could drink that peanut sauce it's amazing yeah you know, i never had any inkling to, like to me bread pudding growing up as a kid always sounded gross i've never eaten it until i was an adult at ohana someone finally was like, just try it everybody raves about it so i tried it and i fell in love with it and but i don't like it anywhere i've had bread pudding other places nothing compete i i don't like bread pudding anywhere but ohana's it's silly i'm, I'm pretty much with you I, i've had some that's okay but i agree with you like yeah there's just something about you hear bread pudding you're like i'm not gonna like this no you're gonna like you're just eat this you're gonna like it. it's just, amazing just, just try it the wings the noodles and thank god they brought the noodles back but um that, yeah. i know i was that that when they released that news that there was no noodles i was like we're not doing noodles at ohana that's the best part of the whole meal I know, and then enough enough people must have complained because they were back in like five days so like, they, oh, they're back. there was a lot of there was a lot of online stuff i think they had petitions and they they, they these disney fans man you can't you, when they when they have something that they want man it's it's funny, man. It's the Disney traditionalist because sometimes something comes and goes, we don't see it. And then there's something like when they took Figment out of Journey into the Imagination, it was like, you bring Figment back right now. And they did. They <laughs> yeah. redid a whole ride to bring him back. <laughs> well, at least they listen then, you know? That's the one thing you could say. They so, do. So um, before, we, before we let you go, uh, let everybody know where to find you nowadays. Oh, so the, the, the main place is, like I said, boat, Boathouse on the weekends. Um, I'm not there every shift because it's too many shifts. You can always check my Facebook page, facebook.com slash piano rob with two b's because there was another one <laughs> um uh, i've been doing tin roof on international drive by the by the big ferris wheel the eye of orlando they we've been doing that sunday nights um and everything else has been sporadic shows so it's always on the events calendar i still do one or two live streams generally a week like i was doing over the pandemic because it, there's a lot of people that are still kind of stuck at home yeah. and it's been and it's been nice so i love signing on and it's a great way for me to connect with them directly and they get to hear some tunes and we it's great Excellent, man. Well, hey, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been a pleasure and a treat, man. And uh, maybe I'll see you down there soon. Yeah, man. Definitely. You're coming. There's no way you're not going to see me. All right, man. Cool. Okay, so we're back with another edition of The Most Magical Five. And joining us this week, we have Jennifer from JS Disney Ears. And uh, she's going to give us her most magical 
five snacks in Disney and all of Disney. Uh, but before we do that, just want to say hi, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I, I'm doing excellent. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about JS uh, Disney Years. So I currently reside. I live in uh, Southern California, and the shop actually is run by me and my mom. Um, she is more like on the creative side, so she does a lot of the design of the ears, and I do all of the technical work. I do the Instagram, and I run the Etsy shop. So Ooh. it's it's nice. Yeah. It's nice being able to do something like with my mom. That's excellent. You have a nice little partnership going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and where can they find the find some ears by you if they want to if they want to check it out? Okay, so it's kind of confusing because the Etsy shop and the Instagram are not the same name. <laughs> so the Etsy shop is JJJ Creations Co. like company, and then the Instagram is JS underscore Disney underscore ears. Okay, so the check that out, and you're gonna give us your first. I mean, I'm sorry, you're, you're gonna give us your top five most magical snacks in Disney, right? Yes, I am. All right. So let's start with number five. So um, along Main Street, they have the Penny Arcade. And I always go for the chocolate chip cookie. It's just like the generic chocolate chip cookie. And I don't know how they bake it, but it always comes out like round on top. And it just tastes like butter. It's so good. (laughs) They are pretty good. I know what you're talking about. So what do we have for your number four? Okay. Number four, I put a churro. And, you know, I wasn't I wasn't always interested in churros until I started bringing my niece. And she was, you know, she's little. She was like two when we first brought her. And she's not going to eat a turkey leg at two years old. So <laughs> churro. And that's kind of like when I started eating churros like two years ago. Well, now, do you use the dip? Do you use any dipping sauces yeah, or? I always, yeah, I always get the like frosting one. very cool all right you're number three number three (laughs) i put a pickle um i usually go for like the spicy one or the garlic one now where do you where do you get the this is the one over by um is that the little car kind of by haunted mansion um no i actually go to the little um like trading area across from jungle cruise oh okay get them yeah very cool all right cool so your number two most magical snack at disney okay so number one and number two um i had a tough time deciding so number two i decided to choose popcorn just because it's so easy i don't go to a specific place to get popcorn but it's like i can just well i guess with all of them you can walk around and eat them but i'm just a huge sucker for popcorn in general Mm -hmm. and i don't like kettle corn i just like classic butter salty popcorn (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. And th- and that's the one thing too is you can you can get that snack in a lot of places in Disney like pretty much and it and it is there's something different about their popcorn, man. It, it, right? It's not your t- it's something different. Right. It's like better than the movies. Yeah, right? It definitely is. <laughs> Steph- and and definitely better than than at home. All right, oh. so your number one most magical snack in all of Disney. What is it? I really like the cozy cone bacon mac and cheese in the pretzel. I love that one. It's you can eat the container when you're done. It's so good. Nothing to throw away. I love that one. Yeah, exactly. No waste. All right. That one, that's at Cozy Cone in um, in Cars Land. Okay. All right. So that is your t- most magical Disney snacks. So uh, before we get out of here, real quick, let them know where they find you and, and the ears again. Okay. Okay. So the Etsy is JJJ Creations Co. And then Instagram is at JS underscore Disney underscore ears. All right. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. This was my first podcast. So oh, look at you. All right. We'll be in touch. Be well. Yeah, you too. Thanks. 
Okay, so that brings us to another edition of the Most Magical Five, and this week we have Anglin joining us. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I'm doing really well. You know, we're going to talk some Disneyland dining and uh, some dining options out there on the West Coast. Uh, before we get into that, though, please let everybody know a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Anglin Trotter. I currently live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and. I have been a Disneyland annual pass holder. They did end the programs. I'm a legacy pass holder. I used to go to Disneyland up to nine times a year, and I would go three times each time. Um, so I've, I know a lot of about dining and rides, and I'm really excited to join your podcast to talk about it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of that's a lot of Disney experience too. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, um, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Without further ado, let's let's talk about these dining options. What would be your number five? Okay, so number five. Um, recently, I have gone during opening after COVID restrictions, and so I would say my least favorite was Downtown Disney. Um, and that would be number five because the dining options were limited and the menus only had a select few. I went to the Ralph's Kitchen and they only had about three options on the menu. I'm hoping that it opens up more and it was still delicious, but that would be number five for me. Okay. And then where would we go for number four? And then number four, I would say the Holly Jolly. I'm saying you're wrong. I'm sorry. I worked at <laughs> night shift and I'm tired. <laughs> the, no the Jolly Holiday Bakery. I ate there during breakfast. And again, they had a limited um, dining option for breakfast. And so it was really only coffee and croissants, which were still delicious. Mm-hmm. But that would be number four. All right. And where are we going for number three? Number three. Um, I ate at the... Um, Oh, I can't remember the term now. It's in it's in Marvel Land, and it oh, was a food uh, truck there. Oh, the um, I know you're talking about the one that, that they talk about in Avengers, right at the end. Yes, yes. Yeah, what the, is it called? The shawarma. Shawarma. shawarma yep, that's it. Yep, there you got it. And that, that was, was good. Delicious. It was super delicious. They only had two options, and there were only two sauces available, but it was still delicious. Excellent. What, what would you what What did you What would you say to get, try there? Which one? Which I option? tried the, the chicken shawarma. Okay. So where are we going for number two? Number two, the terrace in California Adventure, the wine terrace. We had a sit-down dinner there. It was delicious. What did you get there? We I got um, the bolognese spaghetti, and oh, we okay. had a, like a, a dip that they had. Yeah, I love I love spaghetti bolognese too. So that would I would probably that's the dish I would probably end up getting myself. So. Yes. All right. So now we're up to your number one most magical dining option in Disneyland. What is it? Okay, currently it is the Bengal Barbecue in Adventureland. Okay. Their skewers are delicious. You can get an option with rice, skewers by themselves. They had asparagus wrapped with bacon. Mm. Um, even with the mobile ordering, it was worth waiting for an hour. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't had this yet. I haven't been to Disneyland in like about 18 years or so, I think. But everyone always tells me that I got to try the Bengal Barbecue skewers, that they're really out of this world. Yes. When you walk into Adventureland, that's what you smell. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. But uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Bengal barbecue. So that's something when I say I finally get out there next winter, I would love to be able to try that. Um, that's that's one on my list as well. So excellent. Well, well, Anglin, thank you so much for joining us today for giving us your uh, your opinion on some of these restaurants out in Disneyland. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No problem. We'll see you soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, guys, so that's going to do it for this week's show. Tune in next week where we will all be back for our regular show, including Disney news, Disney plus info and more fun topics. And you can also find us at JSA Creations, JSA, CR and then 3D 
instead of EA. You can find us on Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. And as Gene would say, have a great today, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time.